0: Commander Crunch podcast is brought to you by puremtgo.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, onto the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 38. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander Treats, on the regular, we're all about celebrating the culture, community and creativity of primarily our favourite format of Commander and Magic the Gathering, plus a side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. I'm of course one of your hosts, Sam, uh, Dr. Teeth this week, because I, uh, I I love the Muppets and I uh, come back from from uh, getting a, a tooth out last week, which meant we pushed back our schedule one week, so we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, sorry, but um, that's just what we do sometimes, life, all that, but... Really excited to get back on the mic this week, but as always, joined by uh, the master of disaster, it's Cheshire. How you doing, dude? What have you been up to? Wow. I mean, that was a bit flat. It's like,
1: the master of disaster.
2: (laughs) Yeah. i A bit Um, flat. I'm I'm, I'm trying. I'm I'm, trying. Yeah. Look, you know, I, I get it. You're, look. And, and this isn't um, a bad reflection on you or anything, but you're a little <laughs> bit more flat than I am. I'm a bit more boisterous, I think. Um, That's why we You compliment. are probably the more calculated uh, and think about what you say, whereas I just pull over my fuckheads that. and just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty much just go off rock because I can. Because uh, as soon as I undo that seatbelt, I'm through the front window.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I I, I go on about the contrast and, and I think that's the, the dynamic that, that makes it fun and we're allowed to disagree on things and contrast each other and, and it makes it better rather than if we're just you know the what? same I person, to, that wouldn't be fun at all.
2: I just want to quickly point out as well, and we'll get to the, our guest in a second, yeah. um, because our guest is obviously going to be part of this particular discussion. Hell yeah. Um, but I just want to shout out to everyone for the nice things that they've been saying over the last couple of weeks about us. Oh yeah. Um, there's been a lot of chatter on their socials about like how much of a positive influence we are, et cetera, which is uh, great because Lies and slander. I, I know that people <laughs> fucking slanderous. Uh, I know that people are probably used to me going like, you know, what? I don't even really need to be here. Like Sam has this, completely under control. And I just wanted to shove Sam through a door and watch him like (laughs) chuck out that parachute before he hit the ground, Um, you know, which worked very well. Uh, And, and I often say that I'm not really needed, but, um, it's pretty clear from me, from all the people on socials, that you know it just wouldn't be the same if one of us wasn't
0: here. So, oh, yeah. thank
2: you everyone for such lovely kind words. You
0: you rock absolutely, and, and thanks for keep listening and um, that kind of thing. I'm fine to do. I'll, I'll probably do a couple of episodes every now and then when life happens. That you know might be just myself and a guest, and as we did with DJ mm-hmm. the last episode, a lot of fun. Um, but always love, especially that one. That, I, th- I think I would have when Jeff.
2: life happened. That was when my back decided oh, to yeah. shit out.
0: And, and DJ loved that too. He's like, I respect, uh, you know, having to take some time off for physical things. And that's how we got into uh, the parkour t- uh, chat, which is, yes. which is quite good. But I, I think especially the finance stuff, I think you're, that's where your mind's at in a in a great fascinated mm. way. So um, that'll happen again. I think we'll have, we'll like to repeat guests at, at some stage anyway. And that's where uh, I want to see this thing keep going anyway. But to your point before, I was going to say the, uh, the way the contrast works and, and I think it's a nice dynamic anyway. It's like, you know, He's the he's the he's the young upstart and uh you know Chesh is the, the, the grizzled old cop, you know, like it's just like it's the classic dynamic you find in the nineties movie and that's you know it's perfect. So, you know, teach, oh teaching God, teaching teaching the young guys new tricks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, we better introduce oh, before anything, uh something I wanted to bring up because we haven't had an episode to bring it up, but um, you know, happy Pride Month, everyone. Hey, massive happy Pride Month. Yeah exactly june is the uh the time to absolutely celebrate and accept and and we want to just shout out every every single one of uh our friends in the community and and want everyone to be the person that they want to be exactly and and, you know you have the right to feel comfortable in your own skin and that kind of thing so for sure
2: don't Um, let anyone tell you who the fuck you are you just be you and be fucking proud of it totally Your internet dads are here to say, if you need a hug, we'll give you that fucking hug. Exactly.
0: So uh, as as Chesh alluded to, uh, our guest profiles with the community and creators have become a place to share and explore the essence of Commander and why we play in an effort to promote and celebrate those in the form of just long-winded discussions and hanging out and having a good time and appreciating the company of um, these wonderful people. So uh, this week's no different. I mean, why wouldn't we have a, you know... Uh, non-S tier human on the on the cast. It's you know, we, we just get good people. Um but uh we've got our mate, as I said, an absolute S tier human, magnificent person, um, live from the Canadian wilderness. Pretty sure he's a lumberjack. Um <laughs> host of the new channel Thanks cha- for stealing my beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Man. Host of the new channel Arena of the Ancients. It's uh Fitzy Fitz. Hey doing Fitz, what's going on?
3: Uh, I'm doing pretty good tonight, Sam. I'm glad to come and hang out with you guys and bullshit.
0: Oh, it's the best. Exactly. I didn't even give my squaring dis- disclaimer, but uh, I, I chuck an explicit tag on these and, and call it a day. So, you know, feel free, no filter, that kind of thing. Unless Ch- uh, Chesh is dropping C bombs, he can, yeah, wipe those out. No worries. <laughs> <them off>. but, <laughs>
3: well, um, that's good. I've definitely been known to use yeah, the word chips, fuck.
2: Chips at chips, you wankers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, None so- of this French fry crap. Yeah, so I mean, Fitz, paint us the picture. What's what's going on in or your uh, pocket of the world? Because I'm I'm forever fascinated by uh, yeah the yeah, cold land. Well, different locales, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm looking out at what is what is looking like a Lord of the Rings misty kind of uh, midday Australian winter, which is fascinating. And I know um, one of the first things we ever kind of connected on was you posted a picture of your I think it was like your balcony or something, and like the wilderness. I was like, dude, you live in the Shire, don't you? So oh it's, yeah, it's, it's funny you I should definitely say live that. in the fucking Shire. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I,
2: I don't even remember how I met Fitzy in the first place. It's just there, you know? Fitz yourself yourself and, and, and myself have been conversing for like, what, four or five years now on Twitter? Yeah. Like, all, it's the, been a long time. The whole time I I've it. used Twitter, I've done bullshit with you and I've
3: been on Night Shift.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what syncs up really well, and we've done that with a few games too. That you know, a couple of people are like, oh, I don't know how you sync up with these Australians. They're in a different time zone. Like, <laughs> dude, we've made this work. It's fine. But the, the, the great part, as we've kind of alluded to, fits works. Uh, you know, you can you can go into more detail about this, but uh, in the sawmill, I believe, and it's uh, you know, you get some weird, uh, you get some weird shifts, that kind of thing. So every now and then, we find maybe it's like a Wednesday evening, which is our time, you know, Prime Commander time. No one on that side of the world is usually awake. But uh fits is usually keen for a game, which is amazing and it has been a really big part of like becoming good mates with you. It's it's been awesome.
3: Yeah, and I'm always down to sling spells at like two thirty in the morning or whatever over here. <laughs> I, I'm not doing anything other
0: than hanging out with my cat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Baloney. I love it. Bologna is the uh one of the which, coolest uh, cat names I've ever heard.
2: Which I wanna pull this in as well and say this this particular guest being Fitz for this podcast is uh has been a long time coming because, I mean, even you said uh, a couple of months back, Fitz, it's like, it's been a while since we've hung out on Twitter and Mm. missed it. Um, So it's, it's hilarious that you've come up as a guest. I didn't actually know that you were coming up as a guest (laughs) until literally yesterday when Sam was like, oh yeah, by the way, Fitz is on the podcast. And I'm like, Fitz, I love Fitz. (laughs) Fitz is my lumberjack friend. Like, this is great.
0: (laughs) I uh, love it. It's um, and we've we've done a lot of hanging out around uh, Lexicon as well, and that's been kind of a bit of a, a conduit as well. And we've kind of seen that as a as a positive place to hang out, and you know, um, kind of been on the stream as well. It's been good, but yeah, also, but yeah, pretty pretty excited for your stuff as as if you've, you've said, Fitz, like, uh, you've been around the community, and I've, I'm fascinated. By, like the whole point about this too, it's like I don't necessarily we don't need people to be content creators to be on the show. They're just we we're talking to people we're interested with and we respect that kind of thing and and that was... We've got the, the kind of new role of like super community members like your, your Ginger Joes and like Lenny's, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I feel like you've, you've been that for ages. You you've, People know who you are just by being a nice person and, and being in the commander community and making this a better place. And now very recently, like, oh, I want to, you know, maybe it's time I do my own content, you know, just start to stream a little bit. So you know, want to talk about how that's come about a little bit and, and you know, what you've learned from it and what you're excited about.
3: Uh, yeah, I it's kind of like you said, I just friendly and know lots of people i was like well what if we just played commander and streamed it on the internet as well
0: pretty much exactly that (laughs) was kind of it And i was like we just share what we're doing already you know like and it's that's that's really exciting and and it's nice to see yeah some some of our good good friends in the community as well like jumped on board already and like they're just going to be great games of course
3: yeah that's that was kind of it i was like oh fuck it why not (laughs) Uh, As for learning, it was a huge learning curve. Like I'm a fucking, I work in a sawmill and I'm not like, wasn't like, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I just been like kind of learning by flying by the seat of my pants. And yeah, it's definitely been a learning experience. It makes me respect people that are like out there crunching out videos like every week and shit. Like that must be hard as fuck. Where do you find the time for
0: that? I think so too, especially video <laughs> stuff that I was like far out. I the amount of process work and, and shout out to all our mates that do that, and it's like week in, week out. And Chess knows it more than I do as well because I just I just crunch audio, and that's not too bad. But it's like it's it's a, a reason too. Like we've you know we, we've talked about at length sometimes with people going this becomes a massive part of what you do on top of full time jobs that kind of thing. And as long as it's still bringing you joy, that's the balance you need to strike. So there's no no shame at times after a while going, oh, I just need to step back my production a little bit to go like maybe maybe fortnightly or something, and and it's or something where <laughs> yeah or a lot yeah take a massive <laughs> like t- take a massive like sabbatical or something that's fine and like I look, think look, no one's gonna yell at you. you know. Oh yeah, you gotta do you what, what makes you happy. I, oh, exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly. One of the things I always say is that if it is no longer making you happy if you are looking at the numbers and you're like, I feel like this is stagnated, take a break. Like at the moment I've been on a two month hiatus so far. And I don't know if I'll come back to making videos. You know, I love the podcast. I love talking to people and I do still love playing Commander now and again. Mm. Um, But content creation, doing a video every week, you know, constantly uh, upgrading or making new decks and then also doing an, an article on it as well. And, and because the scripts are different between, what you're saying on a video to what you're actually writing down. Because when you're writing it down, you've got to like make all the necessary tags for the right cards and make sure that the, the tags are bringing up the right cards and, you know, checking your (laughs) grammar and stuff. Whereas like I can spout (laughs) shit out of my mouth that is grammatically correct. But when I'm writing it down, sometimes my grammar fails and I, I put the wrong emphasis where it shouldn't be. And I need to go back through and then I need to like, triple check so I'll, I'll read an article three times yeah and like when you get to the point where you've been doing this for as many years as i have because written it's been 10 years mm. or 11 years this year actually um and video it's been five years and once you get to that point it's like i don't have over a thousand subscribers my videos aren't getting you yeah, know the minimum a thousand views on every video the numbers and aren't going to you yeah, people will constantly tell you the numbers don't matter. But after five years, hey, yeah, they do actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a case of, am I growing? Like, I'm not growing. I've tried different things and I'm still not growing. It's time for me to take a step back and reassess. Because the fact that I'm not growing is leading to me being frustrated, which means that I'm not enjoying what I want to do. And people which notice means that. when I'm actually playing Commander, I'm also not enjoying it. Yeah, The, yeah. the content isn't at... The, the place I wanted to be because, again, you can hear my frustration when I'm talking about mm-hmm. decks And it might be subtle and, and most people will probably miss it, but the people who are keyed in mm. will actually notice, like, oh, it's weird because he was super short on this point. Like, at this point, seems and, like... And then it you know, to turn pretty, out, yeah. yeah. exactly. And I, I didn't want to put anyone through that. So <laughs> um, you're right. It's super hard for, you know, creating content and, you know, we should be respectful of people that are i doing that content every week, except yeah. if it's shit. If, you, if you're stuck <laughs> as shit, like, I'm not going to super respect you. Just saying. Uh, but uh, I love uh, it. those people generally don't stay around for very long. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not to say for a lack of trying, but generally if the content is bad and no one's watching it, it is it is absolutely your fault as the content creator for not finding a way to engage with the people who are watching your videos. Yeah, there's and a balance not everyone of everyone like- is going to see your videos, though. And it doesn't mean that I feel like my content was trashed here um, because Mm -hmm. I feel like my content was very good. But, and there's a huge but, you can only grow so far without the help of others. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm a proud person, but I would never approach somebody and go, you know, I want to collaborate with you because I need more viewers, Mm. because I'm not going to use you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the way it can sometimes feel. It's a bit more transactional rather than like feeling that you're making real connections, but...
2: Yeah, Um, but it's not just about yourself and your content. Sometimes, Wizards, it is directly connected to the company who puts out the game, Wizards, that you like to play. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. uh, That makes some really obvious, weird decisions, Hasbro, uh, that make you less inclined to give them free advertising, Wizards and Hasbro, Fair. Uh, because you get certain things taken away from you for no reason, Wizards and Hasbro, other than the fact that you're in uh, the wrong demographic, Australia, Wizards, Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that's, yeah, we've, and we've talked about that at length too, but the way it can feel, we're we're often on an isolated island compared to the, the rest of everyone, but that's... And anyone a, not again, North another America. Re- if you're not in uh, yeah. North America, it doesn't seem like you're really
3: well, on where we
2: are. Pretty much. Remember we were and about- even if you are, it's the... The way that they look at it is, you know, how many how many clicks and views can you get? Which is not that's actually not the way that any marketing yeah, yeah. company or any company that has a marketing division should be looking at it. What they should be looking at Quality is of, how does this look for our company? Yeah. Because if you somebody who was who was outwardly known as uh pretty racist mm. and and I'm not gonna drop names here, um, that you then requested for them to change their stream name uh to which they did and they changed it to something less racist but for a white guy kind of still racist this is the one you're talking Uh,
0: about two weeks uh two episodes ago uh yeah okay go back and listen to that one
2: continued to uh support those people i have to question what your marketing team is actually doing uh, because it,
0: it's rewarding the numbers. says like, you don't
2: give a shit. Yeah, if it's, if it's just doing
0: if it's just rewarding the numbers as like the single metric, I think that's a that's quite the yes. way to say. Yeah, and and
2: wizards is really well known for just supporting their numbers. Yeah, exactly. now that's not necessarily true in the past. Yeah, I have been included in some very high profile streams. Um, with LSV and, uh, and then, with LRR and a bunch of other people. And the way the preview card
0: um, system should work anyway. That, that's usually... It, exactly. was, it was about, like, generally you get some small creators, especially from different places around the world. Generally. Yeah. Generally, yeah. And,
2: and the reason that you do this, just now that we're off on a completely different channel, I'm sorry. That's what we do. Uh, the, reason, <laughs> the reason for a company to do this is because, number one, it shows that you care about your smaller content creators, which are vital grassroots, to your yeah. grassroots uh, population for your players. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing that it shows is that you actually do care about a your game and B up and coming content creators, right? Cause you are allowing them to have more of a platform to shine, to give something different that maybe the larger content creators aren't going to give you. Right. Mm. Because, these smaller content creators are in the trenches, they're playing with the public, they're building decks probably differently, they're not, you know, focusing so much on, like, looking at other people's lists to try and get ideas, they're doing their own thing, they're marching to their own drum, which is a fantastic marketing opportunity. My god, why am I not in fucking marketing? <laughs> oh my god. Oh right, because nobody knows how to market these days and everyone uh, thinks that traditional marketing is still the way to go when you're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for a, a company such as Wizards, doing what they're currently doing makes me not want to do what I was doing, um, which was the point I was making. So yeah. that is pretty much the reason why I've stepped away at the moment. Um, but, again, people are going to say, but you're still doing the podcast. Like, uh, yes, because I love the podcast. No, I was going to
0: make that point. And, and because that's the reason, and the, the thing we'll always go back to, we do this because we enjoy it. And, and we do it because... Yeah. We love the game. It doesn't matter that yes, a company makes it, and they'll make decisions sometimes. That like go oh, might not always believe in what they're doing. That's fine. Um, but we we just want to nerd out about the game. And then that's a, that's another reason why this is also importantly about telling people stories too. So it's not all about magic. And that's
2: that's exactly what I was about to touch on. People yeah. like Fitz that come on onto the podcast because this this might be a Commander podcast, but it's not all about Commander. We say it in the blurb at the start. This is about the people. And the passion behind the game, yeah. and about their unique stories, long form. You know, if this was just Commander, I'd probably be <laughs> I'd, bored I'd dry to shit. up pretty quickly. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. But, it, uh, but they they contrast each other. That it makes the Commander more fun too. So um, yeah. exactly.
2: So speaking of, I'm going to throw a quick weird one straight at Fitz's face, and that is, Fitz, are you technically a lumberjack?
3: <laughs> I mean, I work at a sawmill, and I bring sawdust to them every day and smell like dead trees. I love it. Yeah.
2: There you go. You are a lumberjack. Yeah. I I look really good in flannel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so metal. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, traditionally, as people might know, traditionally, like lumberjacks would be running up trees and cutting down trees, but that's not exactly true. Lumberjack was a title basically given to anyone who works in that wood industry around the you know processing of wood oh um which is something that i really wanted to point out because it's like it's a weird thing right mm. like everyone thinks of a lumberjack as like the monty oh, python guy i'm okay <laughs> i sleep all night did i work all day i like to wear women's stresses just like my dear papa <laughs> um but it's not all about just jumping up a tree and cutting down a fucking tree well <laughs> it's well smaller.
0: well sung well sung <laughs> that was yeah <laughs>
2: that was beautiful
1: no, now, really cool. now the
3: machines cut down the trees we've come a long way right it's not like totally yeah
2: exactly like does that mean the machines are lumberjacks boston dynamics can you answer that
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> bringing it back baby
0: i was gonna say my uh my dad is technically an arborist and it's like um we can make the lumberjack joke but he advises a lot on stuff, so it's a lot of consulting. But he does get up the tree and do a lot of like dangerous tree work when like it's you know perilous that kind of thing. Or but has a respect for also uh, a knowledge of the actual trees and like where they grow and that kind of thing too. So it's usually about mm-hmm. preservation rather than like just dropping trees. But it's another little uh, uh, caveat there. But we joke about lumberjack every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Ahead um yeah cool being brought up a little bit on the monty python stuff it's like you know that joke was just running through our house all the time the, uh yeah and i was like, a kid i'm like i don't get what get what this means and like and now like, oh, I get it. yeah, exactly it's great um so yeah i don't know uh, we had a few things we're going to run through we've got a bit of uh we talked to fitz about our, our usual points like you know community and that and just tell some stories and, and and what that all means we've got we haven't talked about modern horizons too for like since Fetchlands got kind of shown and so now the whole whole set is spoiled uh or previewed sorry wrong wording uh and it's cool (laughs) like it's it's looking a lot of fun so there's a bit to talk about there i think so i might even just dive straight into that i had a couple of things for brewers notes that had a couple of decks i was going to build uh oh sorry I, i built over the last week or so as i had to step offline a little bit and um uh on account of tooth pain and kind of just as as Chesh said before, like when you're on a cycle of like producing uh content and like you know having to build decks every week, like that's kind of forced into that thing. And I've always found it's like it just ebbs and flows for me like crazy. Like I might not build a new deck for months and then three will pop out in one day. And that absolutely happens. So not much more to talk about those, but it built Savra, Zagoras and Eudora and that was a fun one. Um, but I think just want to get into some of this Modern Horizons stuff because Eddie's commander, we can we can kind of talk that, uh, get that almost out of the way and and how we're feeling, if there's anything new we're chucking in decks and excited about and you know what it means to have an expensive set like that. Um <laughs> well, that's that's an argument that's never gone away. That's fine. Um and then we can get into some of the other stuff and, and find more about the uh, person fits is. So uh yeah, I mean without further ado, let's let's just jam straight into it. We'll never do like a whole set review because we can't do those. Um, yeah. Who's got the time Before you right? get
2: into it, Sam, yep. I just want to drop a quick, like, there is no fucking way at all that somebody like myself can afford to go to a $70 fucking dollar pre-release. What I doing i mean um i just... horizons one was was a draft situation and not a pre-release situation that's true. That's where true. you went in the draft and you actually got an astral drift promo i'm uh-huh. <laughs> <that> just one? <laughs> saying like there's no reason to have this as a more expensive than it was pre-release money instead of yeah. a yeah, 40 dollar draft 50 dollar draft yeah. and like yeah. yeah other than money exactly people lap it up you know exactly. what People complain about Hasbro like taking the reins over Wizards at this point, and I'm gonna fucking join that chorus because this is bullshit. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, let's get
0: into us. Uh, how do, how do you spoilers. feel about the set though? I mean, uh, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I like the fact that Wizards have listened to our podcast, obviously, and <laughs> you know have have started going the hobby route that we've been, you know, so vigorously discussing, such as the sketch cards. Would
0: like to think that's the case for sure. It's, but it's not the first time it like. Cheshire's like hypothesized it or something's like, and then a few months later,
2: oh, wow, look it's at that. Happened. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. ah, oh, look at that. What I a surprise. Like, just, maybe
0: somebody heard me. Maybe, maybe you have got a premonition for the future. Exactly. But um,
2: I, I think that I, I like to think that my ideas are good enough and that's why it's happening.
0: That, that's but the thing I think you should take from it.
2: I feel it. Yeah. like the problem is that it's definitely not from my ideas per se, because otherwise sketch cards would be a lot rarer. They'd be numbered, and, and, and this stuff they is... wouldn't be just another shitty alternate frame in a box of five thousand fucking alternate <laughs> frames that I didn't fucking ah, old need. Frames. My God,
0: not, and, and and in the in the uh, era of foils not worth anything, that's fine because you know you know I guess that's the thing too. A lot of people don't necessarily love foils as the uh, as the thing that is objectively more valuable or anything like that. But whatever. Um, um
2: so before we start can we can we just start with necrogoyf
0: uh that is starting children shouldn't play with dead things Th- that is technically starting if you're starting with necrogoyf <laughs> <laughs> um start to tell out... us tell us what, what's going on with Necrogoth.
2: all right so necrogoyf is a creature lurgoyf ahan's run the lurgoyf is back
0: ah um, many mouths for
2: three black black uh, its parent toughness is equal to creatures in all graveyards, a very old staple of uh, MTG history all the way back from uh, Alpha. Yeah. Um, uh, In the the shades, basically. Um, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player discards a card. So this works really well with a certain brand new god from the last
0: set, the last set before. Oh, which one's that? Oh, yeah, Turgrid. Oh, Turgrid. Turgrid? Oh, yep. what, what doesn't go um, good with Turgrid?
2: Far out. And, Fun. and this has. Madness, which is go actually well
0: with
2: <laughs> really flavorful for a Lurgoyf creature. I
0: like that, actually.
2: Yeah. Its madness cost is one black black. So, um, if you discard this card, discard it into exile, uh, and when you do, you can cast this for its madness cost. Which, I mean, again, being a Lurgoyf is surprisingly flavorful. Yeah. Because the Lurgoyf, the whole history and lore behind the, the Lurgoyfs were... Um running all the way back to Ice Age when you had the Lurgway, the uh, mm. Hans run it's the Lurghof, which was um Hans and Hans Eric's doffer or whatever. Uh Hans um, Eriksson? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hans Eriksson. Staffy and is Eric's and, daughter and yeah. and Safi. Yeah.
0: Scandinavian name um, structures.
2: It, yeah, the yep. the Scandinavians. Uh because in Ice Age it was all about like the Lergoyf was popping out of the snow and like <laughs> munching on one of their heads and it was just like at the time we thought it was funny because it's like, oh, look at this funny card. Like, it's it's cool. Like, it's very cool. Mm. Um, but playing on that to, like, the black one is obviously going to be an absolute fucking, fucking nightmare. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So it having madness is absolutely appropriate. And I applaud Wizards and, for... And it- for Thinking about that for
0: once, it fuels its power, which is one of those cool top-down design things that feels flavorful. So cool, yeah. I think. So there's so there's cool. a good note on the set actually that I I I love in this this age of feeling like yeah maybe not not that things are becoming soulless. There's all these commercial pressures on and the way the game's changing, but it feels like card design and set design is forever. Like at, I feel at top of its game. Like some of the greatest things happening, despite you know maybe these commercial ch- uh, shifts, that kind of thing this set overall i feel like yeah it's modern horizons one was one of my favorite sets ever like it was so good like a bunch of cool stuff for modern um but at the same time it was the commander stuff as well of course we're always looking at that lens it was also one of the best draft sets i've ever played and i just i love that so much and i should probably get a box of modern horizons one to stash away to you know experience that again before it's too late one day it'll be worth a thousand dollars who knows but um you know, and, and, and when Modern Horizons two came out oh, that that was announced, we're like, Oh, awesome. How how do you follow up from that? Does it have the same DNA? That kind of thing. And what we've been left with now is like there's plenty of stuff I'm I'm actually excited to see literally hit modern and, you know, change like excited to I'm excited to actually play modern a little bit again, you know, in the coming months. Um being that modern's is literally on the box, you know, that so it should. But at the same time I feel like even more so than say Modern Horizons one they've gone as as it goes these days commander is a massive part of the game there's a lot of commander stuff in here there's it feels like there's equal parts power and equal parts memes half the time in this set and like there's there's a bunch of things then memes is probably a, a reductive way to put it but there's some funny stuff there's a lot of squirrels uh there's some goofy things there's a lot of those things like you said though chesh that are those amazing little flavor swaps as well where it's like oh here's a version of this that references another card which really satisfies some nostalgia and then also goes oh what would this look like the other way around like i had one here it's not i don't know if anyone's playing it because it doesn't really matter that much it's it's not a huge high impact thing but i just love it the fact that like sigiled starfish has an opposite now and it's uh where was it as i scroll down now where is it's it? funny, saying that you the sinister that you about
2: all the cool new things coming into Modern, because I also want to point out that Wizards, for whatever fucking reason, decided that they needed to print Void Mirror.
0: Void Mirror. Uh... Well,
2: for two mana, it's an artifact. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no coloured mana was spent to cast it, under oh, yeah. that yeah. spell.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, that I mean, it's a good decks. thing that I got rid of my Storm deck when it was uh, still expensive. Yeah, it's like, get stuff drawn. Like, yeah, it's, it's a fun And line. wasn't or there a,
2: a specific thing that kills Red Deck Wins? It was a specific card that absolutely kills Red Deck Wins, and I can't uh, in this set? remember what it was. Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll find yeah, it as in- we search through. But yeah, so like, there's, there's Solitary Q3, Confinement's you know, going to fuck it up pretty bad. Them oh, just, yeah. <laughs> them just
3: not taking damage from Lightning Bolt's are an issue.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That, yeah, maybe that's it. I love it. So the checks and balances, because we're saying there's, I mean, being a modern set, quote unquote, and you know, going, well, we can delve into some artifacts, so to speak. Well, we can definitely delve too. But there's a bit of uh, seeing a little bit of modular around in some of these cards, and a couple of things that, like, oh, that'd be fun. in, you know, the great, uh, remember the days of modern where affinity was a thing, and and then <laughs> yeah, then you got things everyone that kind remembers of remembers that, and everyone then you hates got- it. Well, not necessarily everyone. I uh, I know Alex, my mate, would be like, affinity.
2: Affinity was one of the worst things to happen in modern, other than uh, Eldrazi Winter. Debatable, <laughs>
0: debatable. No,
2: <laughs> being being on the absolute competitive end, and also living through it in standard, I can absolutely yeah. tell you that affinity for artifacts was very bad for Magic. I
0: think it. I think it had different like iterations too, and it really started to peter out after a bit too. And then, of course, the the Mox Opal being the uh, the like take that away and. Or, other things too, but yeah, it can't really work anymore. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Death and Taxes, as I've said a couple of times, because I have run Eldrazi and Taxes in Modern for ages. You know and what? I'm that.
2: more excited for cards with wizard cycling. Yeah. Or Commander.
0: That's fine. Than anything else. And I think that's that's, um, a, that's a good note on this set too, that it's like you've this is the type of set they, they do go a bit wild, almost like in a time spiral way, with introducing keywords that they haven't used for a while that might... You know, just they don't need to appear uh, as a whole kind of cycle of cards. They can just appear on one card and that's it. Like I saw one, there's a bit of surveil, there's a bit of explore, there's wizard cycling, exactly. As I said, so the Sigilled Starfish opposite was Sigilled Starfish used to scry and this one surveils instead. I thought, well, that felt like just a Guild of Ravnica mechanic, but it's actually quite a good mechanic Mm -hmm. and therefore it can just exist here.
2: I, I also want to point out that they're bringing Vindicate back with
0: the original art. Oh, with the TIE Fighter? Yep. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah. There's, so there's that's a, very interesting. There's a bit of that going on. Yeah.
2: The best art. And that was uh, Apocalypse originally? I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, I, yeah I was with yeah, yeah. the crazy
0: mushroom eyes mask <clears throat> thing. Yeah. Because I was, I was
2: playing standard pretty heavily. That was uh, the period where I was grinding 5Ks. Yeah, and
0: vindicate when me. When I was
2: trying to get on the pro tour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like The nostalgia is just like, yeah, we're there. Like, you know. Seeing a Shardless Agent, it's nice. The Sterling Grove, so this is a good one to uh Well, to, it's to...
2: funny because I did want to bring that up. The Sterling Grove. Cleanup. Yeah, because yeah, so Sterling was... Grove for a long time has been too expensive.
0: Totally, totally. And why and and they're getting reprinted. Well, the other point, though, was that uh, the Seb McKinnon art that wasn't really available like this. And um, mm. this hinging into, I know Fitz is uh, dying to talk about a couple of enchantment cards because um, there's a there's a couple in this set that I mean, there's across the whole thing, there's not like, oh, this is going to just service this one, like, you know, the archetype of uh, of artifacts or that kind of thing. There's just like, there's pockets of cards everywhere that might fit into something else. And these are the kind of sets that go, yeah, I'm excited to look at different ways to make decks work now, you know, with more access to parts, old and new, of course, but Sterling Grove being the, the two-mana enchantment, other enchantments you control have Shroud, and one Sack... Sterling Grove, search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it and shuffle and put, in, put, the, yeah, put the card on top of the library. So, But more importantly, that Seb McKinnon art is insane, like so, so good. And um, that was, I think, previously a Judge promo. Is that the only place you could get it, I believe?
3: <clears throat> yeah, it was a Judge promo and an MTGO promo
0: before yeah. that. I think it was, it was MTGO a JPEG, yeah.
3: and then they did it as a Judge one recently.
0: Yeah. I just remember our uh, booster Tutors got it as a playmat and always um always stuck with me. But yeah, the uh the one where the there's the forest, you're looking at the grove and then you notice the uh the trees have hands. That's terrifying. That's some Legend of Zelda <laughs> under underneath the wells like shit. Like it's terrifying and I love it. But like beautiful and, and mysterious. But yeah. So um yeah, fits, some enchantment stuff. What you got?
3: Uh Sanctum Weaver. It's one in a green for a zero two. You tap it to add X mana of any one color, Ooh. where X is the number of enchantments you control. Like it's fucking I, it's Sarah's Sanctum <laughs> on legs. And yeah,
0: yeah, that's I'm that's, digging that. that. That's broken. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I love that. No, there's been a couple of different ones. I was just looking at the, all the life gain stuff we got in the precons for Strixhaven, and there's there's a similar one that does that with like how much life you've gained in the turn, but like it's it's on a, a four mana dork that kind of thing. So it's fairly balanced, but this one. Your Sarah Sanctum on, yeah, of course it's got to be a green card, um, you know, just, just to give you a massive boost of, uh, of of mana. And of course it counts itself because it's an enchantment creature. Yeah, out of the gate it taps for one. There's lots of untapped
3: yeah. enchanted and or enchantment stuff already. Like it's easy. The, the card goes infinite really easily. I mean, oh, yeah. just playing exactly. it fair, it's going to be a kill on sight. <laughs> exactly. as, fa- as fair as Sarah Sanctum is, at least this one dies to board wipes exactly
0: uh, I was going to say too so you've got the um. Uh, so you're on 2 Vasa as one of your decks uh, there's also there's different when you run an Enchantress kind of um, uh, build there's a few options but the ones of course if you ever run an, like if there's the ability to have an Enchantress literally with that ability drawing a card of off an enchantment either entering or casting that's your, your your golden kind of space and then I just saw uh, Sithis Harvester's Hand which is basically what looks like it's Kydell versus Crewfix type deal, as in like that like an ac- acolyte type thing. Whereas like Sithus looks like Karametra with like the oh yeah, the cool. El- elish Norn looking hat i don't know why they look like Elishnorn. <laughs> yeah, they <do. laughs> terrifying but one of those ones it's like you always wonder it's like was this part of a design for theros at some stage and it's just like no we, we can't do this right now and also that's a pretty powerful but well, Being it's probably
3: too strong they're like oh yeah but totally totally theros beyond death and they're like fuck no this card's insane
0: yeah. <laughs> make way for Uru. but so it was like green it's this one's just green white so loving seeing two mana uh legendaries it's always nice a two mana one two legendary enchantment creature nymph and then when you when you cast an enchantment spell you gain one life and draw a card so that's a pretty tidy effect on on you know a a a nice um efficient body as well so you know i think the the blue is worth running of course with um with with tavasa there's a couple of other commanders that make sense for enchantress things but um i think that's quite a nice one to, to find it rare for sure and
3: Resurgent cool. Belief, the Suspend one, Suspend two, and then uh, for one and a white, and then when you cast it, you return all enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield. For, oh, dang. Replenishes a fucking $100. This card's going to be like <laughs> like
0: five, if that, right? Totally. And I think the suspend cards are always funny because you're just like, I mean, yeah, you could do it fair, and people see it coming. That's fine, but you're always just like, hmm, where's the way? Especially maybe blue or ways to cast spells for free, uh, suspend spells. You can totally do that. Um, I think Peter Mono White Border was saying it's time to get that Sram's expertise back out. So the <laughs> anything that can that can cast things for free, of course, and like Sram's expertise does that in Mono White. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, it'd be that's good amazing. there for sure. Nice. Um, what are you? You were saying about Esper Sentinel. There's a bit of buzz about this one. Oh, I'm in love with this card. I'm like, it's so nice. I
3: build pretty efficient decks. I don't know if, if this everyone should do this, but I am cutting lands for Esper
0: Sentinel. <laughs> Straight up. I, I love it. It's one, one white, one white mana
3: for a one one, and yeah, like it's a whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, draw a card unless they pay X where X is the Esper
0: Sentinel's power so you can buff that of course and it's like yeah it's but it's the you know, type you, of thing the ones probably enough to be like uh eh, no you have your card that's fine
3: yeah like so it's i think it's going to draw lots of cards you play that in so the early game it's going to like fucking change the game for you you'll draw like three cards a turn probably yeah exactly
0: so chess you were saying about solitary confinement before uh or you were fits, i think um that's that is a reprint though isn't it Yes. Ah, uh, so, we had. A, yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, we have a friend that's yeah. a that's an Aloro player that just you know doubled down on the Pillow Fort and used to play that. I'm like, all right, see ya. Bye. It's <laughs> from, like, it's from it's from Judgment like originally. Phasing yourself out. What's that?
3: It's from Judgment originally.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, I remember yeah. that old border art. Yeah. Um, there was there was another
2: spell that I can't. There was another card and I can't remember what it was in this set that also kills uh, RDW. Um, <laughs> but solitary confinement is like. I don't think that it was needed yeah. in modern. Um, Interesting. And choice. like, if it was to do with stopping discard, well, there's plenty of cards that already do that. If mm. it was to stop like storm, there's absolutely like oh, yeah. chalice of the void, mirror of the void, and heaps of other stuff that just absolutely kills storm. So storm's not even viable. And weather at the, stage. the
0: storm, isn't it? Like, the, does that deck it's used like the life I, gain all gain all your life afterwards or whatever? Um. Yeah.
2: No idea. Um, the The point here is that I feel like with some of the inclusions in this set, they were a bunch of silver bullets to kill things that were already silver bulleted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Like, yeah, on a, totally. More
2: like machine gunned out of the format. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit weird. But I mean, it's obvious that they intend intended this set to be more workable for a draft standpoint than... A modern standpoint, but also including some things in modern where there were holes before, like we have a couple of like uh, enchantment creatures. I think um, we have some affinity and modular. Mm. Uh, you have a heap of suspend stuff because apparently everyone loves suspend. Yeah, a apparently, of and free spells, um, you've got right? some. Yeah, some weird Planeswalkers, which I'm sure that Sam will go over one of them in particular in a second. Yep. Um, I just want to drop that lol Dakin Blackblade is back as Shadow Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> um, But again, Sketch Card is the one I'm going to want of all of these Planeswalkers, because the Sketch Art just looks dazzling. Yeah. Is probably the best way to put it, because even the card border is sketched out. And yes, I realize that I keep complaining about 5,000 different borders, but this is the kind of like different border where it's like, oh, you actually did the right thing. Yeah. And you actually thought about it because it's not just, you know, a, a fancy border for the sake of it, for the sake of it's it being a fucking fancy to it, yeah. border. Yeah. It's like not the just... entire card is different. It's not just, you know, um, the, the midnight fucking runner or whatever the hell it's name was. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not just like, here's this fancy image and a fancy border. Cause mm. it's fancy. This is like, so much more thought into putting a sketch onto a card because it's unique and different from anything
0: before. Yeah, showing you know? that it's it's showing that proof of concept in a way too. Like in that, yes. that level. Like the Sarah's emissary is the one that blow has blown me away now I'm looking at them closely. That it's 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 the basis of a watercolor um painting, but it's the it's it's the bones of it. There's no hard lines yet, and so it's very mm. approximate and I love that to bit. So I mean and I believe does look like he's in the shadows it's yeah. you know it's shadow slayer
2: and you know the backgrounds are wispy and ghost like whereas yeah. you know he's drawn in heavy black you know pencil which is just
0: it's just Well, it's, it's it's uh gorgeous. it's plains noir like you know it's, yeah. it's 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 very interesting that it's it it's, it's, it's always like that I need to discuss his Planeswalker, cool it is because it just kind of like yeah they exist and they're just- <laughs> <laughs> as a lot of them do, and I've got a half the time there's so many that come out that you gotta remember exactly what they do. But usually, if they're doing interesting, cool things, I'm <clears throat> I'm totally in. I mean, Grist is one I'll talk about in a second, but I did mm-hmm. hear Dakin's uh, art by of course Richard Kane Ferguson. You got to get Richard Kane Ferguson to do the art. Uh, it's it's super funny that it's um, I can't remember who said this, but uh, the story is that the art's actually pretty extensive on this one, but it's just the fact that. There's so many abilities here. It kind of just makes it look like a little postage stamp. So yeah, 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 love it. It's um, but you know, as as you should see, like most things, I think, like check out the the full art if you ever can. Planeswalkers are often guilty of this. That like the art is amazing altogether, and I guess that's maybe an impetus to do art cards, of course. But uh, then, be it you know, when the abilities happen, that takes up different spaces, and then next thing you know, there's only a tiny little like gap for the art to show through. Like doesn't exactly. do the whole story? I'm thinking also um, the faithless looting like thing from Strixhaven, but mm-hmm. let's not talk about that. It is a different piece of art when you see the whole thing. So yeah,
2: and and also I just I absolutely want to bring up the one the very one card in the set that the stands out to one. me. Yeah. the most. I love where it. Where whoever is doing the design on these cards needs to hand in their fucking geek cred card.
0: Oh yeah, is, I gotcha. I gotcha.
2: Yes, my tweet about inevitable betrayal because it doesn't
0: get, have i didn't get split this. second
2: <laughs> it's what? not a sudden yet inevitable betrayal
0: i love it but that would be a pain in the ass if you can't counter it or you can't interact with it like that would be terrifying like yeah i had to be so good i know it's so good <laughs> so what is and it I, the fact I, is i've got to find the oh, card uh, so this
2: has no casting cost it's suspend three for ah, one blue go. blue Um, search target opponent's library for a creature card, put that card on the battlefield under your control, then that player shuffles. Yeah. Like, putting split second instead of suspend... Like, I understand why it's suspend, because you didn't want to actually give this card a casting cost, Mm -hmm. because that would be super broken, and I get it. Um, The fact that you could have still put split second on here just because it's hilarious, to make that it it can't be interacted with when it comes off the suspend.
0: But then you Um, you can't... you can't counter it with "saw it coming." <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's awful. Which you know is oh the most God. flammable thing in the world.
0: Oh, um, exactly. Oh man. However,
2: I- in saying that, in a world full of current COVIDness and yes, uh, webcam games, this card, is- when it gets played, is going to annoy me. and
0: now mind you of course we've talked about everyone's got their own little policies with uh how they like uh interaction with other people's decks in their their their, uh you know the way yeah, they play for as you, well caitlin yeah exactly #mindslaver. exactly and there's there's i i think everyone's got their own personal threshold i'm usually super open to we can make it happen with Infinitokens, tokens sticky notes whatever uh i play thought sometimes and I, I i do pick my moments to play it i've got to say and i'll pick like there's a fits around there's a joel around there's a g3 around uh and and we can steal stuff from each other's libraries that's fine but it's it can be a dexterity thing it's tricky to represent sometimes if you're messing with other people library libraries of course but you know it's also a salt that... thing like with yeah, to- people oh, i'm it. not people
3: hate it people i'm not played with before i'm not gonna whip out my four color fire deck <laughs> and start like <laughs> fucking stealing shit from them because they don't like it they're fucking like oh, exactly. dude i've never Why met you, you before been- and you're stealing all my shit
0: Exactly, but I mean, there's there's that argument to be made. People more often said it's just like, oh, there's there's not there's almost objectively nothing wrong with taking someone other, someone else's deck when it's like, well, you're playing it in your deck, so why can't I and you know use the power against you? But um, yeah, we've talked a bit about that, like the puck on hold thing as well can work. It's different, I think. Sometimes the different, like if you play, it, you pay the full mana for it. Versus, I love these. I do love these effects. Like, I think is it a choir that does this for an artifact? I play that in Thada. And you just straight up, like, search the library of someone else and then just put an artifact that they own on the battlefield. Um, So you're hoping for something massive and beefy, like a, you know, Blightsteel Colossus or something like that. But, you know, those kind of things. Inevitable Trail will do the same thing. It'll just take you three turns. uh, And then it can actually be uh, didn't say pleased or saw it coming or, like, insert other bad counterspell name that we've had in the last few sets that that's those that's are amazing
2: rewind
0: oh man yeah it's like chesh chesh does that and like you just goes oh eyes light up oh i can say the thing and it's like oh no i just hate it it's like you didn't say please it's like <laughs> every, time,
2: every time i i i do that i counter somebody's thing or i kill somebody's thing and i'm like i can't believe i finally get to Sword do it <laughs> exactly and it, it's <laughs> it, it's like when i was playing the dinosaur deck and i finally got to like um, use, oh, what's it's called? The the 20 damage to everything.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, star star Extinction. Extinction. I love it. Yes. You need a brash taunt so taunt I, on board for that. I
2: was, playing, I was playing a dinosaur deck and I Star Extinctioned the table and I was like, I can finally do it. The beginning of the end is the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and I killed all exactly. the dinosaurs. <laughs> and everyone looked at me and went, you nuked your own board for this, and I went,
0: "Yeah, yes,"
2: and it felt great because I killed all the dinosaurs. Exactly.
0: Yeah, we're, we're living, we're living history, and that's the thing. Yeah, you can, you can totally live those little flavor wins. Exactly, I love it. Um, I was gonna say it's like usually when that happened to Chesh, the the counter spells I've tapped out for seven for some dumpy Battlestar idiot and uh, you know and it's just like <laughs> great well, see you later turn and it's like or, it's even worse to get desertioned and like all right you can have it see so you have a good one like yeah, <laughs> I love it when you tap out and I just steal something
2: yeah I'm just like oh really well
0: <laughs> yeah I don't I'll have that that effect thing I you. don't do things in parts I do them greedily so yeah it happens <laughs> it happens um, no looking over there too there's another Another great one i think a lot of people happy to see reprinted which is um titania uh, protector of argoth hasn't been reprinted since commander 2014 i believe actually it was in was commander anthology oh it was too you're right because that was a was super rare product totally, it totally. Was not- i was
2: gonna say it doesn't count because no one could fucking get it yeah <laughs> exactly like-
0: um but yeah so titania is uh was <laughs> As with some of these, not in modern. That's the fun part of this too, the implications. So not only is it reprinted, but it's like this is a modern legal set now. So you think of Titania in the like the Lands decks is actually pretty sweet. So uh she of course is a 5-3 elemental awesome art love it um for five mana and then enters the battlefield return a land from your graveyard to the battlefield but when a land you control is dumped in the graveyard you get a five three elemental creature token i'm pretty sure those elemental creature tokens are like also worth a couple of bucks too because they're so weird and like they're so unique yeah she's
3: the only card that makes them and they were probably only ever in
0: those those two commander decks so i bet pretty they're much. they're
3: probably like five dollar tokens
0: um the other one over to the left of that in this this row on mythic spoiler I I, I need to shout this one out cuz Peter was saying as as Peter has pretty much the uh become the uh the authority that and maybe Kristen as well on just great white cards <laughs> and like going these are the cards I love even if no one else is going to love them and in finding all the weird utilities in them but um I don't know if you'll play this one fits if there's any way uh being the enchantment creature maybe who knows but the Nixos paragon for white white again the type of thing that probably appeared in a Theros set and they're like no nah, we'll save it for something else um and yeah enchantment creature whenever you gain life you may put that many 1-1 counters on each creature you control do this once only once each turn so 4-6 this is just like feels like a really casual effect like it's just yeah cool life gained counters but it's also the thing that drew me to that dumb deck I play Lathiel and it's just it's Yeah, you can do if you're going to do this once, you want to do it powerfully. So, you get like a a soul of eternity to dump in for at that point, you're at 100 life, uh, and then gain 100 life off that kind of trigger because of a Trostani effect or something like that. Uh, and then you put 100 counters on everything you got. And like, I love that kind of stuff, like, that's just silly. So, or even just
3: true conviction give all your stuff double (laughs) strike and lifelink, gain a bunch of life on
0: the first hit, buff them all up. Smash again! Oh, I always forget how that works with the life link and the the first strike and the double strike until it happens to me. I am like, "Ah, oh, dang it!" Yeah, Sphinx is ref. <laughs> oh, pump yeah. your stuff up! Yeah, that's nice too. That's nice too. A control finisher, maybe. Mm, you know, yeah, I don't know. Buff all your little yeah. whatever junk your planeswalkers made, or whatever your one ones. Exactly that. Um, that lovely instant. I love double players' life total. I love that card. Just keeps on giving that one. So you do that in instant speed, and just like, yeah. Mm. I, i've got a turbo army but usually the means to an end in that deck for me as well the fun part of it is to have the only real like sacrifice outlet in there is altar of dementia so you just want to make an, like humongous idiots and then flush them down the toilet and then <laughs> mill their whole thing so it's you're getting the soul of eternity times three because of the escape and you just go boop 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 and you just everyone mills so that's the nickel, like that giving that power to everyone else is kind of funky but probably not needed it's just overkill
2: don't want to burst your bubble there sam but pointing out the double life thing yeah uh, where you're doubling somebody's life total that's actually pseudo life gain and not life gain i
0: believe no it's life gain so if you do it to yourself you gain the life and it's same with life loss if you do it
2: does does uh, it say on it that you gain the life because i have a feeling it doesn't
0: need to
3: it doesn't say it on the card but it does in the rules
0: yeah, so right. that's that's one I've looked at <laughs> extensively as well for that deck that I'm going to put together with the Tainted Remedy or whatever it is, which is the what constitutes life loss and life life gain, and it's usually they they do there's a couple of cards that reminder text it. They say this is a, a gain, a technically gaining life or technically loss right. of life if it changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I've, I was always wary of that I'm like, that surely can't be the case, and it's like, no, it's any kind of change is a is a is a gain or a loss or whatever. So, yeah. Oh wizards! Oh wizards! Love it. Oh magic being so confusing. Oh. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, here's a weird one, Chess, and this goes into one of your decks you've been playing with a precon thing, Harmonic Prodigy, one red for a nice little one-three wizard that has prowess. And if ability of a shaman or another wizard you control triggers, the ability triggers an additional time why did they sh- mm. why did they say shaman because that buddy's a fire deck because or whatever then I
2: can shoot people for ten twice exactly. instead of once.
0: Chesh was asking why the head of the uh, the prismari <laughs> commander deck uh, was a shaman not a wizard and I think we came down to the idea that the idea that music is more shamanic than wizardry I guess that's yes. yeah. Most- Kind of, I get that. I get that. I get that because
2: it's it's the music deck, so totally. it makes it, it makes sense once you look at it a little bit harder.
0: Totally, but uh,
2: this this card, I want this one in uh, sketch alt foil. Thank you.
0: Yeah, for sure,
2: because uh, <laughs> this absolutely goes off with um, Zephyr, and then I will be pumping a big spell through Zafy, not just to get one scry, one four four, and. Shooting somebody at random for ten to my my opponent. Instead, I'll be getting two scrys, <laughs> two four fours, and then dealing ten damage twice to two random opponents hello baby i
0: really enjoyed that deck and to see your face uh light up when you're playing it because it's exactly oh, i man. was like oh this this deck has a musical like it's the top town design thing when you play it it feels like it's music so you're you're doing lots and of crescendos and it, like lots of little light like, bridges and yeah it's, yeah it's,
2: and once you like get the hang of the deck and once the deck falls into that groove you you really are playing to a melody like yeah, totally. you can see you playing a song out that is like a bunch of cards to kill the table, which yeah. is fantastic. Those, I like, think
0: you've, you've had those two suspend cards that resuspend themselves. Yes. I love that design because it's, it's like you're then playing. Please
2: on- it's more of that. Oh, totally. More it's just really
0: inventive. And it's like, that's that you're playing on a time signature. It's so cool. So, um, yeah, I was going to say in your wizard deck too. Oh, sorry. It's not in a wizard deck it, in your music deck uh or your your deck you're doing spells in blue red as richard garfield intended as you uh, like to say uh you can also run the uh on in the in the in the line of cards that that say what they do and you can say the thing you can then respond with a one red red chef's kiss
1: at instant speed. <laughs>
0: My favorite card name in this set. I just mm, there's going to be some responses here. So gain control of target spell that targets only single permanent or player doesn't even have to hit yours, which is lovely. Um, but copy. Now this
2: is such a trash card. Oh yeah, fun.
0: copy it, then reselect the targets at random for the spell and then and the copy. The new targets can't be you or a permanent you control. I love that part of it. So you you yes. just wild ricochet, which actually is already a card. But you you literally this feels more like a wild ricochet. It goes. No, it can't hit that. It's going to hit something else completely random. Let's spin the dice, and that's that's the kind of drama I live to. Like, it's not I it's also, not necessarily chaos, but it's like it's calculated uh, randomness mm. in a weird way. I love it.
2: I also want to point out this card in Zephi, uh when you are copying so many spells anyway, yeah. and being able to not only cast this against your opponent's spell to copy their spell,
0: but oh, it, making
2: extra copies of the spell to and copy it, their spell. it
0: registers the CMC too.
2: Yes, so if you yeah. do that
0: to a massive one, oh my, yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> it is
2: very cool. Juicy. Shifts, uh, especially shifts. if you are also playing the instance that allow you to, oh, I don't know, copy a spell. Yeah. So you're basically just emptying your hand of, like, copy, copy, copy. You've got stuff in play that allows you to copy. And because you're casting this with Chandra's uh, Pyro goggles. goggles. Oh, I
0: love the goggles, yes. The goggles. So,
2: yeah, if you're playing this with the pyromancer's goggles as well Mm -hmm. and being able to make a copy of this targeting your opponent's spell, just saying, Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff you can do with this and it's kind of cool. And it... (laughs) Oh, it's situational. You're right. Yeah. But I don't care, it's situational. I only care that I get to chef's kiss people multiple times. And the fact that when they try to, to then counter my chef's kiss, that I make a copy of my chef's kiss targeting their counter spell, so <laughs> Chef kissing their counter spell, I don't think, is... it,
0: it still has to hit their permanent or player, I just saw, because I was wondering if it could, like, oh, it, it's permanent or yeah, player, I was like, could that retarget spell yeah, from can't... the stack, that's freaking no, wild, it won't be able to, <laughs> but still, Chef's kiss, Chef's kiss, exactly, but so yeah, protecting
3: big, big... Your, your big dumb creature, and blowing up, hopefully, hopefully your opponent's good shit, is fucking definitely worth it, hell yeah, in a red black deck, I or mean... a red green deck, especially
2: if yeah especially if you're playing something like that is targeting a land
0: yeah yeah yeah.
2: you're blowing up somebody else's land like good job because now i'm going to start blowing up your land
0: yeah it's and and then i'm going to copy it it's that kind of ability to i i think this is i put these in a vegetable category but they're um they're totally worthy of having an amazing blowout that makes a great story and and a great kind of moment um and it's like playing bolt bend i love bolt bend and the, like the Bolt Bend can cast uh, cast for one mana if you have a creature over four. This from War of the Spark, and it just goes change the target of uh, spell, of, change the target of a target spell of or ability of with a single target. So you can just go, no, nope, I'm going to target that instead. I, I think that's always nifty. And then also, there's the free version of that. I think that cost a billion dollars so you don't need to buy it just proxy it that's fine but the um the the swat. Squad, I believe. yeah yeah which is always fun like they they do <laughs> you know they're blowouts they're massive like oh for sure great.
3: i had someone cast a deflecting swat against me i was gonna blow up their um data and reanimate a planeswalker from my graveyard and <laughs> oh. instead i blew up uh someone's token and i got back a sakura tribe elder yeah hey, i was like geez. oh fuck me right <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right all yeah. right uh, new all right new new path with chef's kiss
0: new path with um, chef's kiss <laughs> you've
2: been thinking now go, go for it go for do it. you do you like to take extra turns I mean do you know how many of those extra turn cards say target player takes no. an extra turn after this one
3: but the targets can't be do you do you know how, how
2: many it. times I would like to take your turn my turn um, and everyone exactly. else's fucking turn exactly thank you very much exactly. you just can't
0: no, the but- new targets can't be you yeah, so it's gotta be someone else gets a random turn.
2: Yeah, that's fine.
0: <laughs> that's fine. Oh,
3: kingmate. <laughs> just throwing a little chaos in the make. table. <laughs> <laughs> a little King, bit yeah. of chaos. Kingmate gets random. <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm feeling fruity. It's the it's the, the, the button on Google. I'm feeling lucky and it's like let's see what happens. Yeah.
3: Chesh cast it and he's like, Oh, I guess Sam just takes two extra turns. <laughs> what do you
0: do yeah. about that? <laughs> Who's gonna do This it? is gonna, it's gonna be so such right. a great chaos card? I yeah.
2: don't even
0: care exactly i love that uh i alluded to it before but i was going to talk about grist the hunger tide which is the uh one of the planeswalkers i think each of the planeswalkers in the set cool design each of them don't need to go into each of them whatever uh but grist being a one black green uh what looks like a skeleton fungus thing the older it's way better oh yeah oh yeah um oh yeah i have gotta remember what that looks like it's totally different like uh, perspective of the character as well which is super cool so there's a the sketch art looks amazing and then also the alt full border that's how we do it yeah that thing's like a skull briar
3: but then you can like see like, the the big insect in the eye socket that's grist
0: yeah and it's all like almost phyrexian too which is kind of nuts like yeah it's, it's, it's kinda... like the Voran the voron lost uh lost his skin or whatever or like the almost the elish armor type thing so grist has the weird ability and i love i love playing with weird abilities as long as they don't you know I guess the exception, the, the the expectation these days, if as if they break any kind of format of the game or whatever, they'll just get banned. So, you know, all for it. People have said there's no Hogak in the set per se that they can see, but then again, no one really saw Hogak as that in the first week anyway. So, who knows? Um, but Grist is uh, as long as Grist is the Hunger Tide isn't isn't on the battlefield, it's a one one insect in uh, creature in addition to its other types. So it's Oh it's oh yeah it's still black and green. That's fine. Um doesn't have to re redo that or anything. But so you can uh effects that kind of cascade into a creature or like polymorph, that's you know, that's probably the weird way to do it. But like other things that if you're looking, if anything cares about a creature, it will find this and it's actually a planeswalker instead. So once it's on the board, it is it is a planeswalker, it's not a creature any, anymore. Um but it's just interesting how that works. But then Grist creates uh, insects and then mill a, mills a card. And then if a, an insect card is milled this way, you put a loyalty counter on Grist and repeat the process. I don't think you necessarily have to lean into the insect side of it. I definitely want to because I've always wanted to build, and I've done it a couple of times, an insect deck. And I think there's a lot of cool insect abilities. And I love Mazarek. Um, the the other ability is downtick. You may sack a creature when you do destroy target creature or planeswalker. So you've got like a bone Splinter's type ability. And then uh, each opponent, the minus five is each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. So it's pretty linear, like, your plan. And, like, it's it reminds you of what's the... Izoni doing things like that, caring about how big your graveyard is. But it's all just stuff I love. I, I think it's super cool. I think it's the design space that it's a creature outside of the battlefield is super, super interesting for sure. Yeah, I like that. The
3: Green Sun Zenith and Owen shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a um, fun Kabal card. Kop- Oh, totally. Cabal Coffers is in the set. That's going to be a time. Um, oh, I, I should note, this is a commander podcast. Gris can be your commander because it's not on the battlefield. They had to check that. I think um, a few people asked that question and Sheldon had to clear that up. It's like, yeah, totally. Gris can be your commander, which is interesting. Not the first Planeswalker that can be your commander, but it's a way of having it's your. it can be your commander without saying it can be your commander. So, exactly. Um, but yeah, Cabal Coffers is a is a card in the set. Finally, got reprinted. People have been begging for it for, for forever. I guess first so. time.
3: Oh, for, there was a plane chase reprint, but I don't think that counts.
0: That's true. I also adore the. I mean, the original art's always been one of my favorites. I just love that that kind of how low in the earth you feel like when you are down there. You know, like yeah, postcards I, from Cabal coffers, but like the other one with all the lurking predators' eyes or whatever, like looks super sweet. Yeah, the, the full art, art one. Looks, up. It looks sweet. It's
3: also one hundred and sixteen dollars for the full art
0: oof big oof so prices in this set that's going to be a time because there's there's some serious stuff people will be chasing and it's the one that's like oh i could i you know they are very effective at making desirable things that you want and and like there's parts of me someday that wake up like oh i could buy a collector's box and do this and that but i'm like i, <laughs> I still believe in i still believe in being sensible my money and it's like i i acknowledge that they're doing a good job of creating uh desire here <laughs> and it's like but I don't. I don't know what the pathway is going to be. I don't know, Cheshire. Are you are you looking at any sealed product for this per se, or do you have a like a pathway you want to take with it? Can't.
2: <sighs> um. Fuck no. <laughs> I look. If I'm going to spend five hundred fucking dollars yeah. on a box, I'm going to spend it on a basketball hobby box. That's right. Knowing that I'll get some. Can value back. But
0: that's not necessarily like, true. I, I, knowing
2: we, that I will possibly get an auto that is worth a lot of money or bank on a yeah. LaMelo ball, buying into a box of this doesn't seem like the um, expected value return mm. is going to be good for us, considering the fact that Australia usually runs by SGC and Card mm. Kingdom unconverted one-to-one. Yeah. So that's a fuck no from me. Nah, if cool. I if I had my store up and running properly, I'd also be saying fuck no. I probably wouldn't be doing singles <laughs> of this unless I had the balls and money to buy boxes and boxes of nothing but collector boxes, mm. um, because that is the only thing that has potential value behind it. Uh, in regards to you know foils aren't even worth shit. Yeah. From you know the regular set, the draft set, or the um, the whatever the fuck the other set side of it they call it, um, it pretty much all of the value is in, as we saw in previous sets, are in collector boxes yeah. and only because of uh, you know the different arts. Uh, in this, obviously, we have fetch lands, which will drive down the price of fetch lands for a while. And I think if you cracked something like a Scalding Tarn, Mm. it's going to drop dramatically in price for a couple of months. Um, And then after about six months, it'll go back up in price somewhat um, nearing to what it is currently anyway. Yeah. Uh, But in the short term, buying a box is not a great option. Um, Doesn't mean I won't. (laughs) <laughs> but i'm that's
0: what i love to hear that's what i loved to hear. <laughs> yeah um, i i want to draft it though and that's the thing it's like exactly yeah, i want to like, draft it but like you said, say i don't think i don't know how much is going to be worthwhile in like a i mean actually there will be some value but like you say you you're high risk high rewarding for the collector's boxes no doubt well that's, that's what it, they want it's you to funny, do
2: funny because that ties into this doesn't it because mm. remember what i said about strict tape? yeah i said there was only one card in a collector's box for Strixhaven that was really worth pulling that would get you back the majority, if not the full amount of the box price itself. Yeah, and, and that was and the you hit it, <laughs> old uh, Japanese foil Demonic Tutor that I managed to hit out of my one box that I bought. Yep. Had I have not hit that, I would have been in the whole three hundred and fifty dollars for that box,
0: we, and we saw those too. That like you could have some pretty awful Strixhaven collector booster. Like we
2: saw so many bad
0: collector yeah. booster boxes. Yeah, I wouldn't. That it just with says that. to me like, yeah, it just it's
2: just such a, a sinkhole.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you always have to like acknowledge you opening up for that absolute disappointment, and like it's meant to be a game where we're having lots of fun, and that's like, oh, I feel like weird that like I've been a. A gambling addict and kind of gone too far or something and so like, but yeah times eh um yeah so i mean i don't know we'll we'll see i like i say i i would love to do a birthday thing where i get some people around and, and when you know basically our our state is back to normal that kind of thing and uh and and just draft the thing because i like the modern horizons one it's just like and even actually the time spiral remastered thing I'm i'm glad i got some time to i managed to play sealed with half that box as well and that was, I'm very, very happy I managed to do that because it's its using, you're getting a different amount of value too. So you're getting hours of entertainment out of this, you know, you're not just cracking for nothing, that kind of thing. So a um, few more, I was going to go through like a few more cards before uh, moving on to some other stuff. But um, one of them was, well, I guess like as it as it goes anyway, we'll probably continue to kind of touch on things as we uh, as they, they enter decks over the next, you know, uh, month or whatever. And uh, we start to go, oh, this is a really nice card, but... Um, One of them was, as I say, I love the vegetables. I love things that are like probably the less flashy things. So the things at common and uncommon I think are always worth looking at for in sets like this because if you're not even chasing like the high-end crazy old hearts of anything, you might get a boost back or two and then you're going to find little pieces of or even just buy the singles like for 20 cents, like pieces that just enrich the life of your commander deck, you know. So like the Ornithopter of Paradise just subtly just flying in at two mana uh at common for a flying zero two so two mana colorless uh, for a flying zero two that taps for any manner of any color um yeah so you've got like a birds of paradise for two colors mana that just goes into any deck if you need it so i think this is an amazing way to like kind of just think about where your, your ramp is at in your deck and and go well as I like to do anyway, you chuck counters on that uh on that birds of paradise and sometimes attack in for the win. That, that sometimes happens. But I think it's it's super powerful to see stuff like that at two mana. It's it's really, really nice. So um the other one being again the two mana slot, the liquid metal torque. So uh liquid metal torque? We we'll talk about this before. We're talking. <laughs> uh, so two mana artifact ta- taps for diamond. So that's where you want your, your mana rocks half the time, where it's just like it's a nice spot to be. Uh, as the game's developing, it's it's not too expensive for a mana rock, and then it has the other ability. And I love to see abilities like this on on something. A two mana rock often makes the cut in your um your deck anyway because it needs to be there half the time. But the other ability being that you can tap uh oh sorry target you tap the the, the mana rock and target non land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn. So it's a liquid metal coating on a mana rock essentially. Uh, cool art as well very nice but um it's the that ability that opens up some decks really like want that for some wacky stuff uh but there's even things we're talking about before i've used this in red and black decks where enchantment removal is hard to come by so you use this instead and you can tap and make something an artifact or a creature and uh, sorry an artifact and then all your uh, artifact removal and say your red deck can um, kind of get rid of that as well so very very funny so um i imagine you guys gonna play this at all Yes,
3: I love two Mad yeah. rocks. I'll play this all over the fucking place.
0: Yeah, and it's it's more mm-hmm. that that ability's gravy, and I love that. Like it's you know it's not liquid metal coating is an interesting one because like it's taken up a, a slot in your deck, and it's gonna do something specific. And as long as you've got enough critical massive like artifact interaction, it's probably fine. But this one's like oh at the at the like the very least it's a rock and it takes up that slot too. So I love that to bits. Um, Chess, you were gonna say something about dermotaxi.
2: <laughs> there is something to be said about two squirrels in an ulamog-shaped trench coat. Eh. <laughs> and this is absolutely it.
0: It's so wild. I love this one. <laughs> I love this one. Um
2: look, I, I think Demataxi is like very cool. Yeah. Um the fact that I can literally use two squirrels to power an Ulamog. Yeah. Is very cool. <laughs> um and I think that this will have a bigger
0: impacting commander than probably people might think. Mm. and, and or at least for a little while. And they ride it. So they ride the vehicle. So it's, it's a weird thing. I've got to think about this for a second. So two mana, Dermataxi enters artifact vehicle 00, zero. imprint as Dermataxi enters the battlefield exile a creature from uh, creature card from your uh, a graveyard. I mean, you can't really get the Ulamog there, but that's fine. <laughs> but still... We can dream uh tap two untapped creatures you control until end of turn, Dermataxi becomes a copy of the imprinted card, except it's a vehicle artifact in addition to its other types, so I think an Atali is very reasonable um you know
2: are other, you are you that'd be a good I'm one sure to steal about I wanna. being able to hit a
0: because it's got an exile from a creature card from a graveyard, oh the different Olamog, I guess the, the, the new- one that hits you. The, the Ceaseless one. Hunger, my dude. Oh, new, the New Lomog. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, New Lamog. I, I was being exclusive to the other one. I was like, I don't know why. No, not. I'm
2: looking at the Indestructible whenever it attacks, defending player, exiles it? the top 20 cards of his or her or
0: their library. Do you think New, new Lomog is the one where I'd like, probably prefer the newer one?
2: Well, New Lomog allows you to mill people, so if I can, like. Cast a dermotaxi, and then (laughs) if I can power multiple dermotaxis by copy artifact, etc., and make an (laughs) army of dermotaxis powered by squirrels. So, think of two squirrels each side of a cog uh, going up and down as they are pushing on the side of the cog to make it spin, and then a giant wooden ulamog made out of two squirrels in a trench coat. Thundering across the battlefield times five at all of your other opponents. Yeah. Uh, and making them all mill twenty. Uh yeah, I think that this that's will work. Beautiful. I think that's kinda cool. I also so
0: <laughs> I love that's a chef's kiss moment. But does that work? So chef, uh, chef's rule, no, judge rule uh kind of question here. So if you copy the artifact with the imprinted I, stuff on it.
2: I, I don't I don't know what the, the wonderful imprint is. Works. I need uh, to bring up the imprint.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Because the imprint is like the creature card it kind of imprints, much yeah, like a jupiter yeah. or whatever. I, I does mean, it, does it copy just, those abilities, I wonder?
2: You'd probably only be able to have one of them going across the table. To oh, be no, you're right. You've got to make um,
0: it an allamog first. Then you copy Yes. It. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy. That's fun. <laughs> That's a silly time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But I mean, there are
2: other things out there as well that, you know, that you can technically make copies of, of, course, of course. X and then it makes it like a non-legendary copy as well. So yeah. and, and there are ways to do it regardless.
0: That's the thing. In magic, there's always a way. There's always a way. It's fine. There's um,
2: always two squirrels in a trench coat that looks like Ulamog.
0: Yeah. And why we said squirrels? Because there's a lot of squirrels in a set and that's naturally what you're going to be piloting this uh, this Ulamog shaped bus uh, as and it probably using those 1-1 tokens. So it's going to be a time. So... Uh, I had a couple others here. I don't know how much I need to go into them. Like I said, uh, the only last one I was going to say is the sword of uh, of Hearth and Home, which is probably my favorite sword. I guess Feast and Famine's cool, but I'm usually the EDA chipster. So it's like I uh, I have the card, but I don't necessarily need to play it, and I'd like to play the you know the other ones. But I, I anticipate this will be as popular as as Feast and Famine in a way. But it it just does uh, as they always do. There's um there's a uh, a cycle of the, the swords that uh, have protection from two colors and that's usually what the, the abilities themes are when they connect so it gets a quick creature gets plus three plus two protection from green and white and this one when it does combat damage to a player you exile one target creature you own and then um then search your library for a basic land card and then you put them both on the battlefield under control and then shuffle that's a really elegant way to word all that it kind of mixes those abilities into one in a weird way and i don't know if that's just being elegant with wording, or there's a good reason why you do that at the same time. But essentially, you mm-hmm. flicker something, and also you sur- you ramp. Which, what's not to like? You know, that's they're both great things in Commander. So I think I want to get this sword. Uh, the the extended art one looks really cool as well. Um, the the border, so it's going to be a time for sure. Yeah, um, I guess the one last thing too: artifact lands now coming at you in jewel uh, lands. So you get your artifact lands that uh enter tap the indestructible and tap for like two colours. Which I don't think anyone's really talked much about that, but I think that's very interesting actually. Like it's um it's it's kind of the artifact lands I find really important in the decks that need them. You know, like the new one, Oskir, the the precon uh law hold commander being that you can make tokens from your your graveyard of Uh, artifacts for their cmc and this one you can just ramp lands out and make tokens of them is pretty powerful so to have another one of those in the decks that need artifact lands is is always a nice welcome so yeah amazing art too good times um yeah that's i think all we want to talk about for modern horizons this week um we'll continue to add them to decks as we often do and and that kind of thing and see what's going to be wild there's so much wild stuff
2: just quickly touch on one more card
0: Oh, one more please be, ra- no, please be Ragavan.
2: <laughs> it's not solid talisman and it's not Ragavan the um the well, best one but I mean,
0: we'll, we'll we'll get yeah we'll talk about Ragavan later because I might make the deck out of it actually but yeah
2: I I certainly won't be talking about Ragavan. <laughs>
0: anyway I'll, I'll, I'll leave pick?
2: that up to another content creator that we all know <laughs> truth <laughs> truth Ether Sworn Sphinx Seven white blue artifact creature sphinx. That's Ooh. right. It's an artifact sphinx that has affinity for artifacts, flying, and cascade. Mmm. And it's a four four.
0: It's just nice. Just cascade. It's just a good card. Yeah, just yes. a good card. Totally. That's probably just just says white blue four four sphinx cascade. If and I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna put this in a bit of a modern perspective for this card just yeah, for a second.
0: That's where it feels it right.
2: Well, it's interesting, because yeah. on turn 5, if you're playing nothing but Artifact Lands, you can play this for 4 mana. That's right. Right? But you're getting the benefit of the Cascade at a cost of 9.
0: Yes. So you could hit a 8 or something.
2: So I want people to just bear that in mind, and that's all I will say about it.
0: Bear that in mind. Just...
2: Bear that in mind that this potentially is going to come down on turn five
0: and ruin your entire day. Cheat some things. Take an extra turn. Do, do, yeah. Leave um, your life. If it's I coming also, down I, on
3: turn five, doesn't it have to like basically win you the game in modern? Pretty much. Modern's yeah, like a turn much. five and, format.
0: If you're doing and that deck anyway, you've dumped out Ornithopters and all, all kinds of other stuff. Well, yeah, so, yeah,
2: not necessarily, because you're not playing Ornithopters or anything like that, because you don't want to cascade into an Ornithopter. That's true,
0: that's true. Ooh, um, you right. absolutely
2: do want to cascade, cascade into an extra turn mm-hmm. to kill your opponent, because no doubt if you are playing Thinks Sphinx, Sphinx, you have other ways to kill your opponent, and you should be able to kill them by turn five, I believe, if you're playing this particular deck. But I'll leave that up to the hive minds that have already started <laughs> sculpting those really super gross extra turn decks. I like it. I like it.
0: Uh, yeah, check that out, and uh, you know, play it by ear for sure.
2: I just wish this was legendary because I'd
0: absolutely how play much it fun would that for be? Fun. That would be sweet. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, awesome. So, uh, gonna move on now to uh, we're kind of generally marinate around some uh, some points about um, uh, you know. Just life commander whatever and and kind of get into uh who Fitzie is as a person which is a fun part so before we get into your uh your kind of uh your profile questions if it's want to just kind of i don't think we touched on it before but probably worth it especially as almost like a, a point to kind of introduce to the way you see things for commander and then what almost your mission statement is for arena of the ancients if if no one's kind of checked you out yet um why why someone should get on on board to do that should probably uh hear a little bit about the way you see commander like what is the kind of commander you like to play and 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 what makes it special and you know i guess you also talked about the kind of people you like to hang out with it so it's always about good times there but um yeah i don't know i'll let you touch on that for a little bit
3: oh yeah i was like the answer to both those things is fun i like play magic to have fun as it's for me like uh It's a social, also like a social vehicle. Like, it's a way to engage with Mm -hmm. people. I'm kind of like a quiet introvert by myself. Like, I'm just, you know. So, it's a great way to get socialized and for me to get out there and socialize and connect with people. Yeah. That's what I really want. I don't like playing a lot of cards that limit the fun of the overall game. I want everyone to feel involved and to have a good time.
0: Yeah, I love it, and it's it's. It, I think it's important too to note that um you kind of span the couple of uh you span the the length of uh or the scale of commander as well that you've looked into especially recently like your your CDH stuff because I think it's worth it's always worth understanding it's worth kind of playing for perspective to understand uh what happens at different ends of the scale as well of of power and that doesn't necessarily mean taking away fun at all or the social interaction and and as as we know some of our favorite creators are you know the cdh creators that actually advocate for respect and fun and you know that it's more importantly that it's it's an expectation that you're making sure everyone's on the same page so that's that's one that i don't know if you're are you planning to do any cdh content at at some stage or get a couple of guests on and do that kind of game
3: yeah absolutely i love playing cdh and it's like it's still about fun the social contract's just changing to where everyone's gonna focus on playing their deck as efficiently as possible and trying to win. I don't think that yes. takes away from the fun if that's what we all agree to do.
0: No, that's right. And there can still be fun effects. There can still be I think importantly there that a big part of fun for me is creativity and there can be a lot of creativity in that kind of space as well, absolutely. So, um I think that's awesome and it's all about like commanders about telling stories and going, well, this dramatic thing happened and that that most important thing of being on the same page and and that is super important, but yeah, that the heart of it is fun and and respect each other, that kind of thing too. So, um, yeah, I was going to ask you too about uh, like the last year or so, how that's changed in that, you know, it's it's kind of – I didn't quite know how long you'd been uh, connected to the community via Twitter, that kind of thing, and even known, known Chesh, that kind of thing, but did you see – your interaction with a lot of people really amplify over the last year. Once it's like, Oh, we're forced to play by webcam and you know, next thing you know, you're playing against all these kinds of different people all the time and, and changing the way you look at it.
3: Oh, definitely. I play against a lot of random people doing like whatever I've it's made me try to like maybe play less cards that went on the spot. Cause I don't, yeah. know, I haven't enjoyed those games. Not like and, uh, people do it to me all the time. And that's like all the power to them. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> like, totally. If you want to play Crater Hoof or one for me, I've been cu- I have been cut from decks with Aetherflux Reservoir. Me too, yeah. I never, like, it wins the game, but, like, the moment when you have, like, the 60 life or whatever, and you're just kind of, like, holding a fucking gun to everyone's head, I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> exactly. You know?
1: Exactly.
3: You're, like, the fucking, like, <clears throat> what do you, the next thing you say better be some brilliant Mark Twain shit. Because <laughs> you're, like, so soon as someone blinks, you just kill them and i I didn't enjoy that i was like oh this hasn't been as fun and it's not in person like can't always see everyone's faces and i just it was wasn't fun for me to play
0: yeah i think that's that's a big question that's kind of got a a lot of us like self-examining too like going well now that i'm playing a lot more games too with different people as well that's the important part it's not necessarily been uh it's you don't always have the kind of uh the strength of friendship with people that can be like there's an understanding so therefore you're just jumping into new circuit like situations a lot of the time and going what actually feels fun and makes people want to have another game and that's not necessarily kind of just going oh i'll we'll, we'll, we'll group hug them until they you know whatever like just do everything for them it's not about that at all it's about making things interesting they were they were interactive they're on the same level but I think more than ever, I've definitely felt those two. I'm like, I just don't, like, yeah, I could win that way, but it felt bittersweet. It felt anticlimactic or whatever. And And,
2: unless you're me and you build a deck specifically to kill everyone at the mtg lexicon table by turn five and
0: that's totally different because it's, <laughs> exactly and and that's the friend that's the long time
2: pure pure revenge that's the long-term friendship weeks too of that, losing totally Yeah,
0: that's, yeah. That's,
3: the, that's the friendship thing definitely playing into totally.
0: it totally and it's like and, yeah. and you know they'll call you out and like ah oh, well he technically played by a rules and then did that and we all laugh about it because Chesh the wily australian comes in and and infects the table but does it like in a way that's somewhat respectful in a weird way <laughs> but it was like it, it was not like oh i'm doing this you know I'm, I'm trying to be the best it's like it was like kind of a running joke as well so i, I love that yeah experience.
2: um and i guess i should clarify for people who maybe don't know what the story was um for for weeks if not for months i basically yeah. go into an mtg lexicon stream with uh, and a precon or a slightly amped up precon, and everyone's always like, holy crap, you killed somebody at the table and then I get taken out. Yeah. Um, specifically, Brandon has backstabbed me multiple times. <laughs> it, it's a big running thing between the two of us because we're actually very good friends. Yes. Um, but it's something that is a constant between myself and Brandon. Um, we'll with and it, it got to the point where I decided I would brew up the most horrible deck that I could think of that still gave everyone a good enough shot and still adhered to the rules of MTG Lexicon, which is you can't kill the table mm. until turn five. Mm. So what I did is I killed one person on turn four, and then I killed the rest of the table through Shit. extra turns on turn five. Just to <laughs> exactly. absolutely teach a lesson. It
0: was awful. It was awful.
2: Um, and, and it was... It was admittedly both the most awful thing that I've done in a while, but also the most satisfying. And everyone on that game had a lot of fun with it because they were like... You just murdered everyone with yeah. mutate infect in commander, and I was like, I know, yeah, right? Snap is pretty
0: <laughs> it's and just
2: snapping it, everyone to death.
0: I think that's the key too, that and especially about that place here. Yeah, we we harp on about those guys a lot, but we have a lot to do with them, of course. But that's the kind of thing too, and that that echoes why the environment matters too, and and when that's formed over time as well, how how amazing that is that it it doesn't, and it's something to strive to as well, and and, re, and re, like remember that. The more you you kind of cultivate those places, it becomes a place where you don't even care if you go and don't do much in the game. You're just happy to be a part of it, and that's that's yeah. definitely. I've and, done and that that's... heaps of times. I'm like, like, Matt's just had a massive start and smashed everyone with Boros, but we're all having a wild time, and I'm like, I don't care. Like I don't, I, I can, I can lose, and that's the yeah. point. Oh, like, get good at losing. Like you know,
2: I went in there with the the Rogues precon before I did anything to it, um, and I I literally said. I don't care if I win or lose the fact that yes. this deck works and I'm going to show you all how powerful this precon can be. <laughs> and then that one's by, still I one think of by That's turn, one yeah, I think by turn five, I'd killed one person and the other two people were like on 20 life or 15 life because of it. And they're all just like, what is this? And I said, nothing's been changed. It is a stock standard precon. It's just the fact that rogues in like, thanks to the last couple of sets, have actually magnified to a really good place. Oh, my like word, yeah. a sufficient deck that runs well, has low casting cost of, you know, a, a low CMC of, of most of the expected cards that you want to play, and has things like Notorious Throng for an extra turn and <laughs> belting out extra rogue, fairy rogues, to kill the table is amazing. And I have killed somebody, I think, I think... Maybe you were there, Sam, when I was killing people with Notorious Throng. When I was making, like, oh, I'll yeah. just make an extra turn. I'll just make, like, 30 fairy rogues on, yeah, on, and on the, kill the table.
0: The next turn, they, they kind of snap in for the kill. And that's yeah, kind of the I, oh, I
2: think that was actually maybe that was the sponsored wizard stream. I think oh, yeah, I, yeah. I remember you said that, and yeah. everyone was just like, What the hell just happened? And I said, I just killed you all with, with rogues. <laughs> Cisco's, Notor-
0: Cisco's Notorious Throng song it's a so (laughs) good every time i see that card it's just like yeah cisco i love it um no that's that's great and and i think uh yeah i mean as it always goes i think the uh the people we've you know hung out with and 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 made uh, a point of kind of getting involved with with you know enjoying and, and kind of cultivating that kind of environment with uh like we we just want to see these friendships continue over over years for sure. And like you know, I think we've we've made the case of a few people, asked a bunch of people, you're going to keep playing once once in life, you know, real life play comes back, uh, you're going to still play webcam. And most people are like hell yeah. And it's it's the difference. Like a lot of us are in different places too. Like we're not necessarily. Uh, right next to a an lgs or have access to it so i imagine like fitz i'm not ask you that too. i live
3: i live in the middle of fucking nowhere it's two yeah, hours. Exactly. it's two it's over two hours one way in the winter to the next town yeah yeah like i live in so, a, little, a little logging town there's no lgs i play with like my friends <clears throat> and i do look forward to getting back and playing with them when i can but that's like a once yeah. a week thing
0: that's right that's right mm. And then they have their spots and that's fun and I love that. They're like, you can make a thing of it. You you cook some food and you have your friends over. Um, and I think the most important part is that always feeds into each other too. So I've even found now we've getting I'm getting more of my people, all uh, my friends that uh, from the LGS that I'd usually only play, uh, you know, in person. Like they're kind of getting onto the webcam thing. And I've joked that sometimes it feels like the Australians aren't really onto the webcam thing, but we kind of did it as a necessary thing and I'm playing more Commander than ever. Uh, but even people now, can technically go see within within an hour. I guess we'll do those times, but it's also those weeknights we can, we can just jump on, and, and it doesn't matter where you are.
2: Um, I mean, you might be able to, but uh, I mean, five kilometer lockdown, bitch. Well, that's true. That's right. So
0: again, and that's the thing. So that, we didn't talk about that much, but um, we're kind of we've had an interesting flow that we've uh, life in Australia has felt fairly normal for the last few months. Mm-hmm. and had another little... And then they
2: opened our borders to India.
0: Well, it wasn't that. It was like, it was... I don't know what happened, actually. Yeah, I can't... Uncommon. Yeah, it was. But it, it was, basically. traced so it back.
2: It's the Indian strain has reached our shoulders through... Then,
0: and that's understandable. International flights. I think it's, it's also that uh, there's a couple of quarantine issues. Whatever. Anyway, but I always felt like this thing's never over until it's over. Um, and we haven't been vaccinating that much. Uh, or as as kind of quickly with a sense of urgency as other countries because I think we've had this sense of security. Like, oh, I've got plenty of time. And then basically in the last week or two, everyone's like, crap, go get vaccinated now. So um, there's Melbourne is in lockdown, uh, which meant so a lot of us went back to working from home for the time being, um, <laughs> which I was partially doing anyway, but now fully back at home. It's kind of given me a bit more time to go, well, Commuting actually was really taking up some time again, and was kind of messing with flow that kind of thing. So, appreciating having a bit of time back home, and what it's meant a lot of us is like weeknights now commanded, let's do it. And I was like, I miss this in a weird way. So, um, not to say it's great to be you know in lockdown, whatever. Uh, and I, I empathize with people, but um, you know, finding your, your I positive, don't I don't know.
2: have to see any of your stupid faces. You <laughs> <to read> <laughs>
0: exactly, I'll switch my webcam <laughs> off. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> Needless to say, like spell table will exist and uh continue and and it's it's gonna be an important part to to keep us you know um all connected, so yeah uh I think bottom line is too and and you know maybe I'll finish the episode saying this too, but Fitz, it's you're one of those people, I'm just like completely grateful to have met you and uh we get to hang out, and we get to nerd out about this thing and then nerd out about other things i e life so um yeah which is which is what we'll get into now, i think it's yeah, uh fuck cap, bro like i let's move to these dope. these.
3: To become your friend over the internet, <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. it. It's 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 just been a joy, dude. And it's you know yeah, thanks for being excellent and and you know keeping excellent, of course. But uh, again, I'll, I'll sign you off after we wait, run you through the guest profile questions, and then uh, you might not, you might not actually say the same thing about me after that. So um, <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, have a shit one when we throw you through these. And like, yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, we we've, we've got to throw we've got to throw these questions at you and see. I love the answers that come out of these and um put people on the spot and see what they like you know their their little things in life and and you know my my whole point of this is every person is fascinating and and often su- surprises me with weird answers and stuff like that and 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 great things about uh you know the make the person they are so um you know you're of course no different so we're going to start off of course Chesh get these up too so you can reel them off as well No Yes, uh, this is a, a this is the first one. Of course, it's the barometer of what kind of person someone is. Of course, and it matters, but it doesn't matter at all. Um, Can I change the first question slightly? Why? Because because semantics.
2: Wanna, just, just run just run run with it because run with it and because then because funny you're,
0: you're going to change something the wording of it.
2: Just just
3: just trust me. I'm just right, gonna, right. I'm gonna grab another beer.
0: Yeah, all do right. that do that now while we prepare the thing exactly. Yeah, uh, sounds good. And um right, preparing what what are you gonna change, Jesh?
2: Well, you know how we usually do pineapple and pizza?
0: Yeah. Pizza. Are we thinking we could do Canadian edition. Oh, yeah.
2: And More. we could go with maple we, syrup on pizza. We could
0: oh fuck yeah. We can do a secondary question thing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, and it's like furthermore. Exactly. Yeah, we can furthermore it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I like that. All right. So we can append the question with furthermore. <laughs> Well, what would you... you you'd you have to have bacon with it, but it's like, what else is going to work with well, it? Well, obviously, like, yeah. but not
2: Canadian bacon, because that's fucking ham. It's a ham steak.
0: <laughs> do you mean the thickness not, of
2: it? It's not bacon, goddammit, yeah.
0: What Do you mean streaky bacon?
2: No, so Canadian bacon is more like a ham. Like They just- call it Canadian bacon, but it's not actually bacon, so it's So that's ham. not
0: the stuff you're usually having with maple syrup?
2: No, that's what I'm saying. Ah. Like, that's why it can't be... Canadian bacon, because Canadian bacon isn't actually oh, fucking bacon. Yes, it's just back bacon. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just Canadian bacon is just ham. Yeah, It's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just exactly. a big ham. <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to agree with that. You're Canadian. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> you're <laughs> supposed to be like, eh? No, it's bacon, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it may also include a portion of the pork belly in the same cut. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like yeah. if ham was fattier. Yeah. Yes. True, 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 true. Yeah.
2: It's okay. a weird, it's just, I call it thick ham, basically. Thick ham, like Christmas ham yeah. in a way, but like. Yeah, it's basically like a Christmas ham.
0: But hot. Awesome.
2: All right. What was, what it's was just, it's, it's delicious when you cook it like a hamsteak.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I it's thought, thought exactly what it is, we, it's a hamsteak. Then you put pineapple on top. That's what you do in hamsteaks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, what? <laughs> Fucking death machine. <laughs> all right, all right. Speaking of death machines. All right, oh, cool. All right, we'll get into it then. We'll zoom back in. All right, mm-hmm. fifty. Yes. Pineapple on pizza. Watch your stance. Awesome, love it. Oh, it's Gross.
3: a it's a way, right. it's a good way to blend the the uh, saltiness of the meats and the cheeses with something savory.
2: I am so happy you said that because <laughs> I have a secondary specifically just for you.
0: Yeah, a regional maple
2: syrup on pizza. Definitely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i can just say
2: you're fine with pineapple but maple syrup fuck no yeah that's like good good maple syrup no
3: that would not be very good on pizza yeah yeah i mean
2: i'm not talking good maple syrup good maple syrup is so many better but i'm also
3: not putting like the fucking aunt jemima shit on there either (laughs) (laughs) not loading up my pepperoni pizza with that that'd be fucking
0: terrible (laughs) I was expecting, for some reason, uh, this is so wrong, I was expecting Fitz to just be like, yeah, that's the best thing ever, and just, like, Fitz walking outside and tapping a tree, uh, you know, the maple syrup tree, and just, you know, very Canadian, and just, like, just pouring it on his fresh pizza, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm going to fill up my mug, eh? Eh? <laughs> From tapping this tree, eh? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, What's uh, give it, Give us the hot tip on maple syrup. What's uh, What are you doing with it, then? Uh, like, uh, in your world, I guess. I just... Don't buy the cheap stuff. Yeah. That's, that's kind cheap. of but like, what do you put it on? Oh,
3: like only like French toast or pancakes, waffles, type shit. Yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. But yeah, do, does bacon gonna... live in does bacon live in these realms?
3: I've i I've done uh maple bacon before.
2: I, I'm not like super
0: maple huge into sweet delicious. stuff. And yeah, ma- maple neither. syrup's
2: really, really sugary. See, it it's funny because depending on where you get it from, sometimes it's called maple bacon and other times it's called candied bacon. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why that, would you call it candied bacon? Like that's stupid. Does it just, just mean it's it like caramelized bacon. in
0: not necessarily maple syrup?
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. usually it's maple like, syrup like, why syrup, would though. you why would yeah. you it's supposed to be yeah. Why why, why would you bother like Candying bacon, unless you were using maple syrup, because really, like just adding a bunch of sugar to bacon, boring. Yeah. Maple syrup to bacon, (laughs) however, having like that maple overtone is just the best. They're
0: cheating and using that like thing called golden syrup, which is like just fake maple syrup, which doesn't taste like maple syrup. And like, fair. Yeah.
3: What's the fucking point?
0: What is that? That's that's exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. What's the point? (laughs) They're just like,
3: here, here's some
2: corn syrup, just fucking. (laughs) that on yeah, your
0: it's, pancakes. It's, it's crusty imitation gruel. Like, it's just like, yeah, just get the real thing. So, yeah.
2: To me, the question for what's the point is what's the fucking point in calling something Canadian bacon when it's clearly fucking ham? I, I, didn't didn't fu- f-
3: I didn't fucking name it, Chesh. Like if I, oh, well, know you didn't. If they, it, if they elect I'm me the, saying, the prime like, minister of Canada, like I'll do what I can to rectify
2: it. But <laughs> Justin, Justin Trudeau's like, I will do what's in my power to rename it from Canadian bacon to motherfucker. This shit's yeah. just ham. He probably would Thick put that at the top ham. of the list too. He's a he's a person
0: of the people. He's just like, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, we're gonna we're gonna tackle the important issues today. We're gonna talk about Canadian mm-hmm. bacon. <laughs>
2: Um, next one on the list is the pet card that you love may not be the best and why is it squirrels?
3: <laughs> it's not squirrels. lumberjack. It's also really, really powerful. Uh, it's consecrate sphinx. I... Oh, shit, yes. yeah. I fucking That's love that. drawing cards and I yep. love... I love that spooky-faced motherfucker.
2: Nice. I actually don't have a copy. I found this up the other day. I, yeah, own, it's, I own many
0: copies.
3: I actually own every art. I own the invocation one. I was about, one, about to ask you that. What's, what's your, the what's secret favorite one, Did you
0: get and... the... Yeah, the secret lair one I love. Like, the secret lair like, like,
3: one's probably the best one.
0: It's Yeah, they're like ooh. hugging the Sphinx. It's so Yeah, cool. the
3: Sphinx is like, Oh, they're gonna help shape the world into a better place. I'm like that's that's nice. Like That's to.
0: exactly what Consecrated <laughs> Sphinx does. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like propaganda. It's just like, I mean, not the card, but like the, the concept. It's like the propaganda of it. It's like, yes, yes, we're making the world a better place. It's like, I mean, this isn't just to fuel my win of the game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this isn't just drawing uh, fits
3: 10 cards. No. Yeah,
0: like, no. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. Uh, but also that it's like, uh, you know how like, uh, what was it? Magic Origins had Alhama it. That's what this Sphinx looks like uh oh yeah it kinda. actually looks like that's the same sphinx as alhama but not an arsehole because i don't know much about magic story but El like a bit of an ass to jace apparently
3: he so. he was kind yeah. of a fucking piece of shit
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly what about the um oh yeah forgot the uh the you got the hier- hieroglyphic version too oh yeah the is-
3: the invocation one i like that one i can't really yeah, see the art right. very well on that card no
0: it's tiny it's yeah. kind
3: of overtaken a by very- the crazy golden frame
0: Yeah, and also very dark, almost in like a renaissance kind of way. Um, Yeah, it's Which is kind of cool, but then you've got 4 colors. Totally. Um, What was very interesting about Consecrated Sphinx recently, so I didn't know fully the ins and outs of this. I don't know uh, if you know any more, Chesh, but how all the Phyrexian things have been made Phyrexian in their type line. Mm -hmm. So Consecrated Sphinx is technically Phyrexian Sphinx now, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: makes makes wild, sense
0: to me. Wild, so there's a lot of things like that, which is which is interesting. So you can have Phyrexian tribal if you really want to. But yeah, I I, I tend to really like the original art, the weird arms. The it's more like the warmth of the background that you can see, kind of like the microsynth Lattice-y weird tech trees. I guess that's what Silicon Valley looks like, right? So, um, <laughs> is and so, it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, in the future, it's just consecrated sphinxes flying around like. What also looks like Da Vinci's glider of like a techie world where like just looks like a very primitive That's glider. That's an Ornithopter. Oh, what, really? Is that what gives the Consecrated Sphinx wings? I mean, not- if
2: you're talking about like a a, a, a the kind of like glider looking oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the original art of Ornithopter yeah, is right. probably what you it's need to be looking at.
0: Very Da Vinci, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah.
2: extremely much Da Vinci.
0: The, the, the Mark Zugg there's a lot to look at it there. So, yeah, yeah nice i dig it i i I really like that um answer though to uh fits because a lot of people think they've got to find the weirdest most back alley bespoke card that no one's ever heard of and that's not the point it's like there's the card you love and you you know you you always remember the stories like you can like trust it you can lean on it you can go yeah this is when i play this i feel good it's my card and it does the thing and spell twine's mine recently found out spell twine has artist art by a problematic artist so i'm gonna to have to get uh ryan from cco to promptly uh alter me a new one so <laughs> and then um, and then it'll else. take what eight fucking months to get to you oh no seriously so uh so ryan sent me some stuff out took a month which wasn't too bad that was about to oh, be expected the other one was i got i got infinity tokens and they took forever and that was not to say their shipping was bad or anything i think it was i don't know, various factors and different ebbs and flows of like problems in times of you know COVID uh, and whatnot, pan- yeah, pandemic mm. and and certain moments when postage was particularly bad. But they took like three or four months. I'm like, war. So there's those times that Chess talks about feeling a little bit isolated in the magic world, but you know, happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still I'll still see auctions from uh, Ryan on um, on the Facebook stuff with the altars uh, from CCO and go, yeah, I'll totally not have any issue. Just going, I'll I'll. Uh, Bid on one and get it. And I know it might take like a month. That's fine. But um, yeah, to get it. But all good, all good. I do love the Consecrator Sphinx. I'm going to have to, uh, as I do with a lot of these, dig the card out that people say, because now that someone's mentioned it on the podcast, it has a different layer of story. It's like, oh, I now always remember this is this person's favorite card. Like I think G3 in Brass Squire and playing my Phyrexian, um, uh, my new Phyrexian Consecrator Sphinx. I'll be like, this fits this card. So yeah. For
3: sure. It sure is. It just says draw yeah. a whole fucking bunch. That's, that's, my, j- that's <laughs> bunch my jam.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, next one was, who would you most like to have dinner or a drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? So you can bond and over... And yes,
2: we realized that the dinner is not going to be maple bacon because it's oh, I not gonna, bacon. I was going to say that. You
0: can bond over maple maple yeah, can
2: he, can <laughs> I, um,
3: It would have to be my best friend, Eric. I haven't been able to see him in like 18 months because of the pandemic.
2: Oh, and shit. so...
3: It'd be good to hang out with my my homie and
2: drink a couple cold ones. I love it. I think this is the first time that somebody has gone with a personal choice and not, like, some big elaborate, like, yeah, I I want to hang out with... Leonardo da Vinci yeah. which I love I love those
0: or, or actually Joel Joel did say his grandparents but when they were his age which is a really interesting answer I, I yeah but
2: that. that's that's still pretty grandiose that's using us.
0: space time <laughs> <laughs> this, this is far more like down <laughs> it, to earth and it, just like you know it, it what I just want to hang out with my bestie and and just appreciate the shit out of it too so, and that's what yeah. the beautiful part is that's going to happen at, at some point soon too Fitz and that's going to be like one, wonderful so yeah let us know how it goes and everything.
3: Probably about another so, year now, but soon.
0: Yeah, true, true. <laughs> like what we're joking in Australian and um and Canadian money, it's like this many dollars in Australian or Canadian money, it's like this many days in or this many years in Australian or Canadian time. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> metric. <laughs> exactly. Uh it's why we bond as uh as as, as fellows across the the side of the other side of the world. I think there's we've got a a couple of uh connective tissues, I guess. Love mm-hmm. it. Uh, next one is an interesting one. I never know what comes out of this one. I love it. But what's your your video game hall of fame? And it can be one game. It can be many. Whatever.
3: Uh, I, I mean, I have more than definitely more than one. Um, like <laughs> um, uh, Mega Man Two. Ooh, was uh, <laughs> um,
0: You've got a tattoo, right?
3: I do have Mega Man.
0: Hell me, yeah! Me, <laughs> and
3: my, me and my cousin played the mother out of that game when I was like five years old. <laughs> We um we lived together like our families kind of lived together uh between these two houses so him and I hung out every day and we played a lot of Mega Man together. Oh, dig it! Very that and, um like Super Mario Three,
0: mm. a classic. Just like the the pinnacle platforming. You know, like yeah, looking at the Mega Man Two box art too, it's like one of those things where the original art was kind of done by like, you know uh. The art just didn't depict what was on the game and that's kind of lovely, you Not know. Not at really.
3: fucking all. The yeah, there's like real no size
0: people. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like this guy looks like a, a, a cop got- on a motorbike kind of thing. It's like, He's got, and, like, and, and then a an the top left,
3: pistol. It's like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, an actual pistol.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> Where's you your heard? gun arm, dude? And yeah. then like the uh, the top left says state of the art. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's like <laughs> lava. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it kind of was, you know. It, yeah. was. it was. It was yeah and that was like remarkably brutal too wasn't that game
3: mega man 2 is uh hard it was very challenging yeah. i've I since tried to replay the older mega man games like the first five and they're yeah. fucking not a lot of fun
0: yeah 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 i was gonna say it's like it's the lord of the rings moment where it's like uh, i'll see if your hands remember their old strength while grasping your like your sword and it's like the they don't freaking i yeah, did the old controller I've, I've- and it's like <laughs> oh my muscle memory's oh. gone
3: <laughs> i have I'm not, like, six or seven anymore. And I also just... I don't have the same patience I did as a kid to die to, like, the same fucking jump puzzle 150 fucking times because I missed by one pixel.
0: It's kind of intense. Mm. Like, the, the, the intense focus we could throw at a problem like that. Like, I remember playing Super Star Wars and that was, like, that was pretty brutal at times. Just old platformers, like, they had a lot of respect for the player <laughs> I'd like to put it it's just like you're good and you need to learn and you suck and it's like you know if you suck if you miss this you're like oh maybe I do and like you have to keep attacking that moment and, and give it at your at, like utmost focus or else you're not going to succeed and, and like these days I just like they have oh, to hold if, your hand like
3: yeah for sure you just like reload like five seconds ago and I'm like oh you died your three deaths guess what game fucking over idiot <laughs> <laughs> Play the whole video game over again.
0: You stupid child. Yeah, what are yeah, you, baby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
3: what are you, eight? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. But then you just don't care. You're just like, whatever. It's a Saturday afternoon. I'll
0: just do it all over totally. again. Totally, yeah, yeah. I've got it, like, mom's getting pizza tonight. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now like, I'd be oh.
3: fucking miserable if I played a video game for eight hours and fucking die. anymore. Yeah, I, I, I had to start know. over. I'd be like, holy fuck, my whole weekend ruined.
0: Yeah. There was no point. Yeah, yeah you can't like, no, establish value. Might as well either. just gone back to the sawmill. <laughs> and it's like this brutal, like, analog for life. You're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a futile endeavor, wasn't it? <laughs> like, far out. <laughs> Mega Man and the, uh, the, the, the kind of lessons of life. I love it. So, uh, uh, so what else is on that list?
3: The Final Fantasy series. I fucking love Ooh, Final nice. Fantasy. Every single one of them. Yeah. I have a Cactuar tattoo. As sweet, um, sweet. Among my video game tattoos. They're just all epic stories. I love all of them. I built a I, I built a whole commander deck around Final Fantasy ten.
0: Oh really? Ever every, every card
3: uh captain Sisse, the five color oh, one. Oh
0: beautiful. That's amazing. Because
3: you kinda summon stuff out of your deck. So I was like, that's like a good Yuna analogue.
0: Yeah. I I did that a lot. Um I was gonna say, so I, I still haven't really even touched Final Fantasy and it's the thing that I joke about to beat the Sopranos or like, you know, a massive like show or a uh, series you look at that wall of content you're like whoa (laughs) where do i begin
3: but each one's independent i think
0: that's what i imagine yeah because i remember watching that advent children uh movie and and that was i could follow that like somewhat and that kind of gave me a good introduction to some of the you know consistent characters that kind of thing too but i think a few people i don't know if you agree but say oh if you want to play one i mean maybe just jump into final fantasy 7 remake because i now have that thanks to uh PS Plus, and that's that's good to go. It's like current gen, all that stuff, and yeah, it it's looks uh, beautiful.
3: The graphics, were the, yeah, it's totally. stunning.
0: The, I was the original epic, so I think uh, that's what I might do after this. I've been looking forward to a uh, a good ass uh, RPG for sure. Um, yeah, the, continuing the list though, what what else is on the list? Uh,
3: NHL, just like the hockey series. I'm a huge Ooh, nice. fan. I buy them pretty much every fucking year. I shell out eighty dollars for another one. Uh, yep. They're just classic. So who stuff. makes,
0: who makes them these days? It's all EA e,
3: EA sports. <laughs> They've yeah. done it. Is since. there
0: any competition? Like, do they, do they get a, did 2k not, get involved? No. Not
3: in my opinion. There was nah. maybe at one point, but they kind of, locked I always that market it
0: down. Yeah. I always find that very interesting in that, um, uh, NBA is a very interesting one in that it's always, it's generally been its best when there's the two competing, like competition is good for like the overall quality of both of them. Uh, EA used to have the good basketball game mid two thousands, and I played that a ton. Mm-hmm. Like each of them, every year, same deal. I've always done the same with with uh, NBA. I haven't missed a year for God, f- far too long. Years. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's 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 nuts. Um, but yeah, the two K one. Uh, they they reached a point where they just took over and EA haven't been able to keep up since, which is interesting. So EA still have NHL, which is good. I know EA still do a lot of great things with different um, games anyway and in, in different franchises. So I've always wanted them to get their feet back into NBA, um, again, because it makes good competition. But um, yeah, there's something I think I've always advocated. Games are horses for courses. You know, you need your certain games for certain things. Like I play my skating game. Skater XL is my meditation kind of game and just like just to chill out uh nba 2k same kind of thing i imagine you're the same where it's like there's just always like it's your comfort food you can always go back to it and um you know you kind of got your like it gets better every year <clears> of course but it's like uh depending on how you play it too it's like your 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 rhythms to go back into so
3: yeah it's that, super um, relaxing now at this point just played it for so long
0: yeah do you play into- exhibitions or anything or do I you know, do always like, just yeah, do like, like the, the career the, mode
3: yeah career mode like the be a gm type thing run the yes. whole team for yes. 20 years or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I play NBA. And it's like, it's like there's times where Kate's like, oh, oh, you've been on the roster screen for two hours. I'm like, yeah, this is just how I love it. Like, <laughs> this oh, is just another, oh. like managing <laughs> rosters, <laughs> scouting oh. prospects, like doing the busy work. It's just kind of nice. And then you play the games, but they're not even like the, like they're only half the the thing. Like, it's like you're assembling your dream teams as well. So Yeah,
3: yeah for sure. I, I love that, that about um, it and lots do you of, always
0: go this i'll go for it
3: oh and like the same thing about rpgs like a lot of that like menu surfing and min maxing is yeah. <laughs> something i like about those types of games it definitely bleeds I, into sports games with career mode
0: yeah, kind of the same there's a lot of delight by it. exactly exactly watching the numbers go up or making your right decisions and feeling like you're being rewarded for them too and, and well when the
3: payoff's fine. over like five seasons or whatever like that oh, takes yeah. a fucking long time to play out and you're like yeah. yes, and you're
0: like remember Remember when I traded Ooh. for that second round pick and it turned into an absolute blossoming gem. Like that was the best. Yeah. yeah and then Baloney's like,
3: no fits. I'm just here to fucking
0: cuddle. <laughs> 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 always, always. Yeah. I, uh, I live that cat life. These I love it. But uh, I, I mean, oh, last point on that anyway, uh have to ask uh, who's, who, um, who are you loyal to in the, uh, in the, the hockey scene? Is there one team or, and is there one team on uh, NHL, the game that you always go back to?
3: uh the sharks san jose sharks nice I, I love dinosaurs i've always loved sharks as a kid so when they were introduced in the early 90s i was like yes that logo's got fucking yeah.
0: sharks <laughs> and i they was knew, very they knew very what was excited. going on in the 90s they did in- introducing the sharks introducing the raptors in it's basketball biting like, a this fucking is getting, hockey gets-
3: stick in half you're like that's <laughs> so badass shut up <laughs> take my and their jerseys are amazing so it was like shut up yeah. take my money
0: yeah, that teal with the orange accents is hot. Like that's that's where it's at. Yeah, that's uh, good shit. I love it. Um, but, uh, I was I gonna w- say I,
3: I have one more for the video game one, and that's uh yeah, the, go for it, go for it. the video game Outer Worlds. It was Oh uh,
0: shit, really? Yeah. This the, has been on my list for a while to play. I heard a few people recommend it, yeah. It's one
3: of the best video games I've ever played. Uh, there's Dang. it was just a great like story and the way you connect the characters. You have the one character, Pavardi, who talks to you about her being asexual. And for me, yep. that was actually just an important thing for me discovering my own, like, sexuality
0: and, like, wow. just
3: seeing a character in popular culture that is asexual, like myself, was huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Massive respect. I, I just get such a vibe from that, too, that you can tell it's a game where people... Uh, it was as a kind of small studio, as far as I understand, too. Oh, I'm not actually sure. I think so. It, it reminded me, like, a... a a bit like uh firewatch where it's just like a, a team of people that really just gave a shit and they wanted to make the game that meant something. And like that there's so much heart and what it represents as well. So
3: the character oh, writing was phenomenal.
0: I like, yeah. cry- I
3: cried the first time, like openly fucking sobbed talking yeah, to yeah. that, talking to that character. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable to have that like yeah. rec- re- being recognized in uh, popular culture like that in a positive way. Yeah, definitely,
0: and they um I've heard the music plays a big part of that too, right?
3: Yeah, it's got fucking big mood setting music.
0: It's great, love it. Yeah, as as one of the pictures comes out and it's the character with the banjo at the campfire, I'm like, yes, yes, (laughs) I love it. oh that's that's really pushed me to go. I absolutely have to play that now for sure. So very much look forward to it. Love it. Um, all right. Well, that's that's a that was an awesome video game hall of fame there, Fitz. Love it. Thank you, man. Um, now we've got a fun one. We're really fun one. Um. We're going to go to, and I'll preface this too, because I think I know the, the kind of genre we're going to be about to talk about in, in this, but um, you, I, I still will give space for you to surprise me a little bit too. But would you recommend us an album?
3: For sure. <clears throat> I, I know Sam, you're a huge fan of technical death metal.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's what I was going to say too. So there's something interesting. I talked to Nick S a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, sorry, about a month ago now. And we've been chatting ever since. But he's given me a couple of playlists because I said, you're more on the metal scene. I'm into prog rock. Where do we join those two together? And where do you onboard me to this stuff? Um, Being that I've never been into the heavier stuff, but I am very open-minded in where I get into that. And I actually found myself the other day going, this is actually exactly what I need to listen to right now, which was not not the heaviest stuff because he gave me a kind of a bit of an onboarding, but uh, it was it was a very um, like moving more into hardcore stuff. And it was like that helped a lot in the kind of day I was having. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So like seriously, throw us in whatever deep end you want if it's on. Well, I got,
3: I got an album recommendation for you, Sam, that's going to be kind of progressive. Uh, oh, I like it. Technical death metal.
0: Yep. As soon as
3: my phone gives it. <laughs> the album is uh by Beyond Creation and the mm-hmm. album is The Aura. It sounds like the type of thing I'd absolutely do. <laughs> they are uh, French oh, man, Ca- French art, Canadian yes. uh,
0: death metal. Oh, dig it. Do they uh sing in in um in French?
3: Uh maybe on a couple songs. Nice. Nice. I I wouldn't know. It's all it's all guttural so you would have no fucking idea true, what they're saying anyway.
0: I am in love with the artwork. It's like Geiger. It's a Geiger City kind of thing.
3: And my other recommendation is the Archspire album, Relentless Mutation. This is one of my favorite albums ever. It's like pushing the envelope of what extreme music can do. And mm. the fucking guitar work's unbelievable. You watch their guitar playthroughs. They're doing like four finger tapping and stuff. <clears throat> it's out mm. of control. They, they play most of their songs at 350 beats per minute.
1: What? what and
3: yeah, their drummer is-, is their drummer isn't an octopus he is an actual fucking human
0: <laughs> it's the, it's not octodad just the drummer yeah
3: <laughs> it's not a boston dynamics robot they got
0: actual humans. <laughs> i love it i love it well, does te- it
2: feel <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it feels
0: the it feels the 360 beats per minute exactly wow and, and i think technical prowess is something i can always absolutely get amongst and, and respect yeah, I think they're the most talented followed, so.
3: band in metal and maybe in music. Their ins- their in- instrumentship is unbelievable.
0: I love it. Yeah, I'm going to have a dive into it. Um, I You play a little bit of music yourself, don't
3: you? Uh, yeah, I've done d- death metal vocals for like 10 years. Nice. Oh, sorry. More than
0: a little bit of music then. Yeah, I, nice.
3: I used to be the, uh, when I was a teenager, I was the best under 18 uh, bagpipe band tenor drummer in North America.
0: Yeah, there you go totally couple, not a robot <laughs> for a couple years <laughs> wow see that's the I, thing too. Like, I, 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 wrote, that I learned
3: how to write an album through um because i can read music so i just mm. learned how to write a punk rock album i did oh, that. i did that a few years ago
0: yeah
3: i don't oh, actually maybe. i can't actually play the guitar but i was like fuck i can write guitar music and i know what it sounds mm. like so i just i
0: wrote numb composer fits exactly <laughs> Wow, that is that's totally a side. Of you. I didn't I didn't know how uh, how much the kind of musical creation kind of thing um, was part. Of, apart from you holding a guitar in your uh, in your in your profile pic, so um, yeah, that's that that's guitar amazing. is a pillow.
3: It's not yeah, a is guitar. It? <laughs> yeah, it's just a pillow.
0: <clears throat> the best kind, exactly. <laughs> it's just a
3: it's a really good prop I bought like fucking ten years ago as a joke. And I used to just yeah. play at house parties all shit faced, and now I just. <laughs> It's a part of me.
0: uh, Baloney must love it, though.
3: Oh, it's fucking got a, a thorough layer of her hair on it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i love it i saw that reminds me like props and cats the uh, i saw a thing the other day they said uh, cats often will try and uh replicate what the human is doing and like just you know thinks that you're either you're just another cat or whatever or they're a human one of the two and uh one of them was like they'll see you on your laptop and someone's like oh look you can buy a little laptop for them and like it's a tiny little like macbook and you're on your macbook and they're on their macbook and like they literally like the cat will go snuggle up behind the little thing, like a little business <laughs> cat. <laughs> <It's like laughs> so get your little guitars, get your little drum kits for the cats and uh, see what happens. I love it. It's, that's the best. Uh, awesome. Uh, moving on to the next one. Cheshire. you got that one I have just highlighted.
2: Meow. Meow. Cat. Uh, favorite
0: Magikarp? Oh, man. It always sounds like, like Magikarp. <laughs> yeah. Favorite, I really like... magic Magikarp? Magic carpet. That's your fault, Sam. Yeah, sorry.
3: There's just that. there's so, <laughs> ma- so many I love. I'm going to go with uh, my my phone's current lock screen, which is uh, Mare Lage's Slumber.
1: Yeah, I, I did fu- that.
3: I, I fucking love Marylage, Lage. Uh, I love uh, Eldritch Horror. And just the scene of her bursting out of the ice, like she's
0: fucking huge. Mm. I was going to say, that was almost your uh, signature <laughs> card too, in a way. Like it was like the... I think, was it the first deck I played against uh, you with when you're doing your um, your token stuff? Um, was it, is it Temet? Yeah,
3: Temet's the commander.
0: Yeah, I love that deck so much that it's like, Temet is amazing token commander, but makes, uh, but also kind of overlooked a little bit. Like, I think a lot of people forgot about Temet, but like, What's the coolest, biggest token you can make? You can make a merit ledge, and um, they're the give kind it, of games I'm give absolutely. It they're, <laughs> yeah, they're mem- exactly, and they're memorable, and they're they're incredible. And and you're making a 2020 uh, squid thing. Um, oh, the German merit ledge is slumber. I just saw merit ledge schlummer. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so much better
3: that's so much better hold on I, gotta go, I love it i'm gonna go fucking buy one
1: right
0: now oh yeah oh yeah but yeah do you get dark dips merit of slumber i've i've played my slumber recently like i think i saw you play i'm like yeah this is one modern horizons one another way to make the merit Lage. uh but a lot of people are like no nah, just do the dark dips thing that's fine but um i've done it the the hard way with the the counters as well and it's it can happen pretty quickly it's fine
3: so. if you have a lot of mana you can definitely you can you can get in there and spend thirty mana and you'll fucking make a twenty twenty with flying.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, exactly. No, I dig it. Um, no, that's a good one. I was gonna say too. The uh, that's it's a lot of Magic players are the same where it's like, what's your uh, pretty much just what's the uh, the art on your phone lock screen or um, the other one? If anyone ever puts a uh, a card in the back of their phone, I know some people do that as well. Um, but you've got to have the physical card, I guess. I was gonna say um, my I was gonna say life from the loam. I got the, yeah
3: I have a Dan Mumford play map <laughs> and that's also one of my favorite magic card arts
0: I love oh being the um the ultimate masters one or was that the
3: the secret lair one that Dan Mumford did
0: where oh. it's like the, the
3: two crows sitting on the gravestone
0: yeah I was gonna say we can't talk about the other one, but yeah no totally I love that one. You don't have that as a playmat, do you? Who has got that as a playmat? I do. I have a I have it oh, as you a do? playmat. Yeah, I I thought I'd seen it somewhere. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I That's I have a hu- I'm a huge Dan Mumford tattoo. I'm actually like a really big fan of his art.
0: Dang. I'm going to Whoa. So what was the story Dan Mumford do does is Dan Mumford done a bunch of magic art or is it just no, like that? No,
3: he did the one secret lair, but he's done he does lots of like death metal art and uh yeah, death metal t-shirts. Yeah. You
0: know, it's your hard lines as well, and then your um your really nice vivid gradients as well, which I absolutely dig. Oh yeah, of course. And it was the the ur dragon there, and uh, yeah, oh glorious. Is that a? I was going to say that's almost a. That looks like some art for Metalocalypse, but it could be something else. But um, <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah, Dan. Oh, it's a kiss poster. That's what it was. Check out the Dan Mumford kiss poster if you get the chance. That's one of my favorites. I can just see from the uh, the list of his stuff. Wow, that's amazing yeah, dig it so um how many I've got to ask you too so uh with shipping that kind of thing, have you been able to get the secret layers when you've uh, when you've kind of gone that's the one I want or do you um, buy them singles?
3: I have a friend in America who I pay them and they buy the secret layer and they ship okay. it to me and i don't they just take the cards out of the box, they mail me the yep. cards, I get them a month later, I don't pay any of the duty any of that shit.
0: Isn't it wild? That's the stuff we've it's, got to go to. <laughs> it's so
3: fucking expensive to have them shipped to me in Canada. It's not worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so so same deal here, exactly. It's like, I almost um, see them as just inaccessible because, I mean, they'll take forever, but it's like, it's just also prohibitively expensive. So.
3: Yeah, with the exchange rate and shit, fuck that. Yeah, my
0: fr- I like exactly. pay
3: my friend what they're worth. I wait and they get mailed to me.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, Dan Mumford, I've got to get that re too. That's so nice. Um, yes, yeah, sweet. All right, next one was where was it? Do, 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 do. No, that's that's cheshire's favorite, uh, uh, question. Sure you, you, is. You can roll that one.
3: Uh, recommend us a movie. Okay, this one's not very highbrow, but it's like my favorite movie to watch as a comfort movie <clears throat> Thor Ragnarok.
2: Dig it. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a highbrow movie. This is uh, Absolutely. one of the best comedies of the year that this came out. Thank you very much.
0: And it's a very important good movie. precedent for something as big as Marvel to go. Yes, you can do something a little bit alternative and you can get like Taika Waititi on there and make some very New Zealand jokes. And for me, I actually, what timing? I watched it this week. Would you believe? For the first time, I don't watch Marvel movies usually, and Chesh knows this, and that's oh my why I only watched it this week. Yes, that's right. <laughs> just I've known three for years a long later. time how important it is. <laughs> and guess what? It's 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 the part of course. Like, and you probably agree, but you know, maybe it's my app, my appetite for like New Zealand humor and just great things. I love Taika, but the best parts being that like when he's in the pit, you know, talking to the guy and he's go the the rock dude, and he's like talking about his mate Doug who died, and like Hey. Cog. Cog. Yeah, and they like I'm saying okay. My I'm name s- is
2: Cog, I'm made of rock. Don't let me
0: <laughs> just like if your
2: scissors. Don't I'm- worry, mate. That's just a joke, just a little bit of rock, paper, scissors joke, don't you know?
0: I've got I've got Kiwi mates that that is exactly them. That's the most beautiful part about it. It's not like some like wild like caricature of a New Zealand person. It's like no, it's just, <laughs> just like, like great yeah. New Zealand people being lovely and hilarious yeah. at the same time. It's just the best. I love I it love that. So, That's awesome. It never felt like that movie was trying too hard or anything either, because Taika has the deft touch of you know genius and and comedic kind of like timing and everything as well so yeah and it just made thor
3: an interesting character at the same time totally totally. fucking sucked before that
0: yeah yeah and it's like how much personality is there and then like your jeff goldblum character that was yeah that was was his that was so funny like (laughs) but again it's never trying (laughs) too hard that's the beauty of it um oh yeah am is in it too as in carl urban hell yeah carl urban oh yeah, yeah a scourge yeah. yeah that, what's he he says at the start? He's like, no, I'm just the janitor. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh good one. No, the, the best the best part is uh the shake weights.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> where no, he's, he's just, just, where he just the like... shake weights
2: where he's he's shaking the weights, he's doing the shake weight thing. Yeah, yeah. The masturbation
0: oh, joke. <laughs> oh, which oh, is sorry. fantastic. Oh, on, forgot he to... just doesn't know what he's he
2: doing it. Like... I'm He's like, like, huh, "I like to call this my shit." <laughs> <laughs> I got all this place from a place called uh, all this stuff from a place called Tax Ass. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, man. Respect. All right. Uh, next one was favorite Pokemon. All right, uh, the Pokemon that you would I don't know who would be your buddy or your, you align with or, or resonate with in a way.
3: Uh, uh, if not the one that's tattooed on me, which is, Pik- Ooh. which is Pikachu, uh, nice. I'd, I'd say Mewtwo.
0: I love it. I love it.
3: It's cause he's like, uh, well, intelligent and can you know have a conversation with him, but it's just an yeah. interesting philosophical creature. I would like to
0: feed Mewtwo beers and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I bet like drunk Mewtwo would be absolutely bizarre. I love
3: it. <laughs> I bet drunk yeah, I Mewtwo it. gets on some fucking tangents.
0: Who who were we speaking to recently as like one of the last episodes? Was it was it Ginger Joe? One of our lovely friends, and it was uh we're talking about how silly it was in, in the first Pokemon movie where uh where, where Ash decides it's a good idea to go up and try and punch Mewtwo.
3: Yeah, he just was uh, gonna straight up throw fucking hands with, <laughs> with the strongest Pokemon on the planet. So he like, built Fight. built its own cloning lab and shit, like <laughs> can shoot ener- yeah, energy go blasts he's like i'm gonna fucking me a 10 year old child is going to punch out this big fucking cat monster
0: <laughs> i'm gonna break the kind oh. of like uh that the relationship between pokemon and people it's like no you guys do the battles and we just like we're the weird cruel overlords and, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna break that barrier and go punch you in the face and it's like nobody like <laughs> i love it it's like yeah i i'm i'm in charge um I was gonna say, so so with with the Pikachu, uh, does that mean uh, have you played much Smash over the years?
3: Oh fuck yeah, I love Super Smash Brothers.
0: Yeah, is Pikachu your main? No. Okay, interesting. I, right. I play.
3: I'm Isaac. I play. I'm an Isaac main.
0: Oh yeah, true, true. One second, Isaac is because uh, I usually like think of like uh, traditional Smash being your ten characters, but I have played a bunch of the newer one. Isaac is Isaac from Earthbound, like uh, one of the other characters.
3: Uh, no, he's uh, from Fire Emblem. He's one of the Fire oh, Emblem characters. Oh, of course,
0: of course. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I've got to remember how this uh, how, how this character moves and everything. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember a- now. Anime
3: dude I with remember. a big sword.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, nice, nice. I feel like playing some, um, some Smash now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, nice, awesome. So next one was, I think, uh, where were we? I think to round it all out, always enjoy that, but um, to round it all out in just a few words, uh, what does magic mean to you, Fitz?
3: I mean, it's a, it's a, an exp- a way to express myself creatively mm. and challenge my mind to solve problems with cards and have fun with people,
1: friends.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I think the challenge part is, is the bit we... Um, I, I forget about sometimes, but it's like that's, that's definitely when you find yourself like, I need to get... I need to kind of scratch this itch in my brain and that's where it ultimately keeps being satisfying and like it's an ever-evolving puzzle and it's it's a great challenge even though we're not necessarily playing a competitive format but that's not the point we're making our little puzzles in different ways and we're almost solving puzzles in like social contract constructs as well because yeah there's always the the answer that is the most absolutely powerful but is that the most uh you know sensible or like accepted in a social setting it's like you want to find that balance kind of thing oh too, for sure I, I want that. to have
3: fun i'm i have no problem yeah. solving magic cards if someone's yeah. like shoots me new commander like well what does this do like, i could fucking tell you how to make infinite whatever mana tokens with it and win the game that's not yeah. like what i want to do in a game of commander if i wanted yeah. to just win i would not wouldn't play as much social commander as i do i play more <laughs> exactly con- i play more cdh exactly I like just having bullshits and hanging out and having a good
1: time.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of fit those things too together. Like, I I love that that absolute uh, thrill of finding a really like what seems like a not a great commander and then making it absolutely hum. I love that kind of thing. And by hum, oh, not being too. you can find yeah, of course, infant combos, whatever, and and you know, or everything that's kind of obvious, or you can then find some of the weird stuff. And I find that's that's the thing I keep going back to, of course. And I've, I've really enjoyed your decks, or like with those two that you you have really interesting ideas and they're, they're kind of they're a lot of fun they're a lot of fun to play against as well like i was thinking, i was, I was going to mention before how much fun the um the net deck is that <laughs> net deck uh that we have a great rule zero conversation about you say is everyone cool if i run obosh as what feels like the best like complementary piece to your uh as the companion and following all the rules the only thing you're kind of retconning in our game and if everyone's cool with it is the fact that it's just like black mana instead of red mana so you're not running anything that has red mana in it it's just like that weird hybrid rule thing and pretty much most people are fine and I'm, I me included of course no, it's, no one's it's ever it's said a great no idea that. i like yeah. never, no one's been like no fits
3: you can't spend eight mana for a creature that'll double your damage
0: yeah totally it's like it's fine it's totally fine i've we've been in plenty of games where you're like well the the time to cast obosh never came you know (laughs) like it's uh yeah it was just a unit day
3: that's the other thing is it's fucking really expensive (laughs) three to put in your hand five to play it's a it's a steep cost
0: yeah but i I think you're right though i I look at those two cards the same and like you're always like it's the the what if in commander and like you can tote, you can that's the fun puzzle that it's it's in a social sense as well you can you can gel these things together and we can have a conversation about it and you can live in a world where these two cards can exist even though they operate a little bit outside of the technically the original rules of Commander. but that's the whole point the the rule zero is the whole point of it that i don't think that's being stupid or anything i think it's just you can live out a little bit of a uh, an existence of of not at all creatures could be totally so i, I, like, I always uh, love that one as i've used that as an example a lot in how a good rule zero thing plays out and and like what it can allow as well for interesting pieces as well so yeah
3: i mean i have a deck with I where of I sarkin unbroken as the commander of a team oh, that's right and that's i always right. say like i'm not running doubling season or any proliferate stuff <laughs> i just want I, the decks built around sarkin i fucking love dragons I just yeah, want to...
0: there's a lot of theme. Yeah.
3: yeah, I have like I have like also some non bows. Like I have Nexus of Fate, which takes <laughs> extra turns, but then I also have Ugin's Nexus in the deck, which doesn't let me take extra turns. Like that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that.
3: I just want to play oh. Sar- sarkin theme cards and dragons, and just let him be my commander. And no one's never oh, said cool. no one said no to that. And my commander's never been like, oh fuck, Fitz, he tore that game apart just because his commander was a planeswalker. That's never happened yeah. either exactly exactly
0: no respect and um yeah but basically just keep doing what you're doing because it's um i've I've always enjoyed uh seeing what you're coming up with and your, your great ideas and um excited to see a lot more especially like publicly with uh with arena of the ancients so um now it's going to be good so um yeah, the the last part we'll we'll do. I think we haven't done this for a little while. We're just gonna do uh, a quick entertaining. So it's uh we, we're just gonna fire off anything that's being uh kind of had our attention um or, or taste this week in or, or the last week or two uh, with uh, any kind of thing. Pop culture. I usually do music. I sometimes do movies. Chess usually does movies, TV shows. So fits. If there's anything you can think of, while uh, Chess runs through his fire in no stress. If not, that's fine. Um, well, it's funny because
2: before I even started mine, I yeah. want you, Sam, to talk about yours.
0: Why? Yeah, Sam. Just, what are you? Well, because watching? I want
2: to hear. I want to hear all about Thor Ragnarok and what you thought. Oh, I just thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, ha- I don't do a uh, comprehensive thing. I, it made me laugh, <laughs> so that was good. And like, I well, actually, thats good.
2: That's what I want to hear.
0: I really love the visuals. I love the way they kind of uh, they kind of made these these interesting new worlds that weren't again. Like forced, like yeah, this is an alien place. It's like no, this is actually like a uh i I don't know. I don't know much about the, the the MCU or anything, so I don't know how Ragnarok's meant to be or like how different planets in the universe are meant to be. But it was like it was a, it was a fun existence in a way that Star Wars used to always do. That which is like I wonder what this planet looks like. And I wonder what the buildings look like. And I wonder what the, the costumes look like. And that was that was a lot of fun kind of thing too. But mm-hmm. With I do
2: want to point out the fact that as much as I do love Thor Ragnarok and as much as I absolutely adore Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting and it fits so well, but it's interesting that he decided to um, liberate the chained up scene from another movie from a while back, which was very interesting that I can't remember the name of it, but uh, also the fact that that particular scene uh, is very reminiscent to an old Maxwell Smart episode ah. as well. So yeah. just wanted to point point that out and put that out there because I know that uh, Tyke is about my age. Um, so it, it it's funny when you get a I guess a, a nerd slash geek of my age being able to point out like, <laughs> well, I know exactly where you took this from, and totally. most people won't actually know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's absolute so, master of um like knowledge as well. Like yeah, and, but and respect the
2: that. thing. The thing I did want to point out about that is, even though he heavily borrowed that scene from somewhere else, Mm. it fits in. Very well to set up the whole feeling of the movie, the whole theme of the movie, and the level of comedy you're going to expect. It, like, yeah, this. you're
0: right. It established mm-hmm. the tone so well that, it, and yeah. again, I've I've seen so many movies try and do that kind of thing alternatively, and it just comes off so false. just and so just uh,
2: horrible. Usually, like, just shit. I, did, I, did,
0: I I can't even explain how he does that, but I think it's it's most of it is the fact that he's it's, just it's a really just cool. Him. He's a cool Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that sensibility. <laughs> like, it's seriously um, that. It's that like. Like it's it's a it's it's the opposite of tone deafness. Like he just like yeah. he's he's very eloquent in the way no like knows not to extend welcomes and stuff as well with humor and it's like just enough and it's like, he's like the way he says like the guys like that that's the crown that just looks like a big eyebrow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love it exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, so I guess for my entertaining, I actually have two. The first mm-hmm. one I'm going to talk about the letdown. Um, we, uh, it depends on how you want to look at it. So. Army of the Batista, better known as Army of the Dead. um, Oh, yes! Is a tentpole zombie movie with heaps of things that should have been paid off and didn't. Um, No spoilers here, really. One of them is a bunch of- I didn't see the rating was so low. (laughs) One of them was a bunch of dehydrated zombies. Yeah. And they talk about when it rains, they come back to life for a couple of hours. I heard that. Yeah. Never fucking happens. No. (laughs) Why did you mention it and then never pay it off? Um, The other one was in in true dickhead fashion. Um, uh, uh, They mention kind of like uh, almost a a time loop, basically. um, Yeah. That... Uh, about like, so the crew go into uh, how am I going to say this without ruining anything?
0: I don't think it's that ruining. Well, anything.
2: you already know that the crew is going into Vegas to basically rip off some money from it, uh, like for a heist, right? Yeah,
0: bank heisting in Zombie Land. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched some so, of this movie. Would you believe this week too?
2: <laughs> I'm not surprised.
0: Um, <laughs> it just appeared. Yeah, yeah.
2: They they come across another crew, like a skeleton of another crew that has previously done the same thing. And one of them starts remarking about how, wouldn't it be funny or weird if this was just us and we're stuck in a loop until we get this right and it keeps going over and over and over. Yeah. And the closer you look at those skeletons, the more you start to realise it is, in fact, the same crew that is going over and over and over. This is never paid off. Yeah. It's the only time it's spoken about and no other further mention has been made. Zack Snyder, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
0: I, I so, wonder if that was like, uh, I don't know what happens in, in de- the development of these things. or They're making or a it, prequel. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say it's like, oh, was this type of thing, this whole avenue cut no. out, but like remnants of it is still. Yeah. No,
2: they're making a prequel. That's why. Um, there was also one of the zombies gets shot in the head and they're actually a robot and not a zombie. Ah. And, and then it's like, they never mention that ever again either. No they didn't even mention it at the time they didn't even go that's weird that's a blue bot they and just shoot him in the head what? you know and 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 it's like
0: sparking blue sparks and it's like oh yeah I cool, think man. It's, it's very much the tone of it. It's like, moving on. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah, the one. Yeah. Who's the tiger? Oh, that's one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. Cool. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> because um, that, I just that think... That pays I, off for the end. I think of the Simpsons... I actually didn't say the end, but I, I thought the Simpsons yeah. episode where, of course, the 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 way the Simpsons had a premonition to everything uh, had the Siegfried and Roy tiger attacking one of the uh, Siegfried and Roy. And yeah. uh, that actually happened, right? So, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think that that is... Pretty great. Um, so, should you watch it? Yes. Sure. It's a, it's uh, it, a fun it romp. Is, it's a fun romp. Just put your fucking brain on the door and just forget <laughs> about it. Because there's a lot like of shit it. that doesn't pay off. Um, also, it has... Um, oh, what's his name? Shit. Creepy dude from the start. The rapist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a really good actor, but he plays... An like absolute
0: shitlord. And
2: a shitlord in everything he does. Yeah. Um, and he's in Luke Cage as a semi-shitlord. He's a gangster, a, like very much white gangster. Is it um,
0: Theo Rossi? I, I oh, yeah. I yeah,
3: That's definitely yeah. his so?
0: name. Um, but he <clears throat> just plays such a good, oh, bad guy. The most hateable like, person, yeah.
2: Just so hateable. Um, but moving on to movies that are unexpectedly good that I didn't expect <laughs> to need to be made... Cruella is Ew. fantastic. It's the prequel we didn't need, but I'm happy it exists. It has nice. heavy Bowie overtones to it. Yes. Like Spiders from Mars type Bowie. Like that I outlandish
0: know, the, I watched the trailer. Bowie. I didn't even notice it was Emma Stone. Yeah, Dang. yeah, right? What Doesn't
2: even look like Emma Stone. It kind of sounds like Emma Stone, but that's fine <laughs> because she's kind of cute anyway. Um, it, it's just a really well put together movie that didn't need to exist. Dang, it didn't I, somebody decided to make it and we were all yeah. like why and somebody was like because i want to and we were like yeah but why it's like because i want to and, and I then i watched it and i was I like just, oh I, thank you
3: i'm not going to yeah. watch it i don't have a, like her mo- her original motivation was i want to kill 99 fucking puppies
0: yeah <clears throat> it's hard oh, it's r- yeah, really hard that's... to be like let's
3: cheer for this <laughs> character i that too
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> they
2: make you absolutely sympathetic to her, um, Interesting. and she doesn't kill a single puppy. Instead, in the end, spoilers because a lot of people probably aren't going to watch it anyway.
0: I'm not going to watch um, she it. She fucking so spoil away. Gives
2: a bunch of people puppies.
0: Interesting.
2: She gives them like the Dalmatian. This is
3: like the alt alt timeline where Cruella. Yeah, is yeah not, exactly. Yeah, not yeah. a it fucking be piece of shit
2: thing. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> pretty much. I mean, the whole premise is the fact that like. She wants to be a fashion designer, and there's this like super famous fashion designer who uh, is just a complete horrible shitbag. And you know, I, I don't think I want to spoil that side of things, but completely plays out in the fact that um, you get to find out Cruella's entire motivations and why she ends up being a shitbag. But in yeah. this movie, she doesn't end up being a shitbag. So it's real confusing because it's like, is this a prequel to what exactly? Because, like, the cartoon Cruella is like a fucking horrible, despicable person, mm. and in this, you're She's... you're pretty much doing fucking Wrath of Khan, JJ <laughs> Abrams style. And now I like the villain. What the fuck are you doing yeah, to yeah. me?
0: Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. I, I was gonna say it's um. Uh, it's just like it's a story that you didn't think need to be told, like you say. But it's it, like everyone, it, everyone yeah. has their story, and I think it's that creative vision of things. You're like, oh, if well.
2: you made this not Cruella and you just made this a movie, yeah, I would have been completely happy with it. But the maybe- fact that you decided to make it Cruella makes me less happy with it. But I'm still happy it exists. Yeah, yeah like, and then and like
3: does like twenty years later, Cruella just turns fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh, She's like, just kill bad, the fucking, fucking dogs.
0: Evil. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think um, uh, it, it, it maybe maybe it could be rewriting the uh, the deep lore of 101 Dalmatians. So <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is canon now. Like and then like it actually changes the way. That it, I don't know. Who knows?
3: Do you know? You there's know. a second book. There's like a second hundred Dalmatians
0: book. Really? Yeah, it's just because nobody cares about where, it.
3: Where like the dogs like talk to other dogs and go to space and shit. It's fucking weird. Oh
0: my god, that was actually gonna line up with I was like, oh, the other the other uh intellectual property with a second book that uh, not many people know about that is deeply fascinating and literally the same thing happens, goes <laughs> to space. Um, um, um <laughs> Forrest it's a, Gump. <laughs> it's a great plot twist.
3: Like what if Forrest the mother Gump. what if they just went yeah, to fucking space?
0: dogs in space exactly forrest gump
3: in space
0: yeah Yeah. that's what happens and then he he spends all his time on a desert island because he comes crashing down which is basically the the premise of the movie castaway so it's it's wild so i don't know i can't think of tom hanks movie where he's in space but they probably all line up in the deep law, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This has been an ongoing joke with uh, with, with with Jeff and uh, Brandon from Lexicon. We uh, we keep talking about finding the deep laws and things, and um, yeah, I think there's always law to be had. I you think. know,
2: it's funny you bring that up because hang on, give me one second, chat amongst yourselves.
0: Deep law. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say, we'll, we'll marinate your thought, but we'll see if um, uh, we'll move on to see if Fitzy's had uh, anything, um. Uh, you've been enjoying or uh, yeah
3: I've I've been on vacation all week and I've done nothing but play the Mass Effect
2: series over again oh
0: beautiful man I forgot to pick that up I I think really need to I think
2: you're forgetting a little something Sam what's that apollo 13
0: yeah the, i knew there was yeah. one I, was like, I couldn't remember which one it was yeah i was like you know the big one because
2: <laughs> i was sitting there and i'm like that's apollo 13 you're talking about right like where he yeah. goes into space
0: exactly <laughs> oh, i was thinking like there's some oh what's yeah some awful movie about like uh grizzled old space veterans and um it's not a good movie and i don't Ar- know armageddon I'm or it.
3: whatever no that's
0: bruce nah, that's that's bruce <laughs> uh I was and like, that- space dogs? No, that way, maybe that was just like triggering my brain because we're talking about <laughs> dogs in space. And like, anyway, I'll find that it's, I think it's got Morgan Freeman in it or something. And um, Morgan Freeman, oh. space movie, old people. I think it's got Tim Allen in it too. Um, Tim Allen. <laughs> you know, fucking, everyone needs the tool man in space too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, what the hell is the, no, not Deep Impact. That not worth remembering let's move on it was like <laughs> armageddon
3: or some shit
0: yeah oh yeah likely likely um what i was gonna say so i mean more about the mass effect thing so i forgot to i haven't picked it up yet but i very much intend to um because i've talked to a few people and they've been like yeah it's 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 amazing it's value. a great
3: great uh, rpg it's a oh, amazing it's, it's always
0: great and it, and it got that care that it deserved to kind of you know um yeah get a whole new like facelift and everything and Tied up a couple of things especially the first game i've wanted to go back and play it i'm like oh yeah i might go back and go oh this is a bit rusty like
3: i've never played the first one so uh it was only oh, interesting because it was always an xbox game and i've yeah. always been a playstation guy so it was cool to play the game and like i would never played it before so experiencing it with all the like upgrades i learned about fucking later on i was like oh yeah like yeah i could see that it probably kind of sucked the first time there was some
0: and it's, oh, I mean, when when that was the only game, it didn't matter. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, like, for sure. two, I think two made it like you realize, that, oh dang! Like I always remember how interesting the um the the choices, like because speaking of games with deep lore, like man, that was you know like games have their lexicon so to speak, and you like your little like your what do you even call it like your encyclopedia in your stat menu or your pause menu, and like there's so many games you're like, ah, oh, that's too much to read into, whatever. Anything that came up in that game, I would just like lap up. Like, absolutely love it. Like, I love all the theory behind what's working. I want to know how the fast and the light drives worked. The the whole reason why, in the first game, you got unlimited ammo is fine because it's just a cooldown process with the guns. And they explain that they chip off ammunition from like a block of solid metal or whatever. And it just like super particles at using fast and light. Something, something. It explains how that works. And then they explain in the second game that it's more efficient to run it like a traditional ammo system, <laughs> which is like, yeah, yeah like you that. still need it, to pick up ammo. Yeah, there was an in-universe reason
3: for it. And I really like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. But um, I'm interested to hear too, like, I was like, uh, someone said it and it kind of resonated with me too. They're like, I'm excited to pick up Mass Effect uh, and then run through it the whole, the whole time and then pretty much make every same decision like I did, even though I probably wanted to do something different. <laughs> Cause that's the way it goes, right? So, well, that, I, ne- that I be never my-
3: played the first one, so I was making all my decisions for the first time.
0: Oh, interesting! And there's things like, is it Rex? I think you make a big decision with Rex in the first game.
3: Yeah, I actually, I was actually able to talk him down in the first game, which
0: is really hard. Oh shit! I've never been able to do that, and so yeah,
3: I yeah. even did it, and everyone else on my team's like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty good, Shepard." Didn't think any, anyone was gonna do that.
0: I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm all right." I love it. Uh, I also love the voice acting in that that game it was like a pretty um a uh, a pretty big list actually of like Seth Greens in the uh in the the ship as the, Oh yeah, uh, as Joker, as the pilot. Um yeah, there's there's a few great ones for sure. But uh I'm going to yeah, I miss playing that game and I'm I'm looking forward to jumping back and I think the biggest thing after playing through the whole series like it was years ago and now running through it again. Oh yeah, I haven't. Uh will be like I don't think I've ever had a game where I've had been that attached to characters and like by the end of it and like your best mate Garrus, you know, being the cat face, awesome, you know, friend he is like, it's, it's great. And uh, like Charlie was also one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Like
3: even just replaying the first one when Garrus joins my party, I was like, for sure, grinning ear to ear. It's like hanging out with an old friend. I was like, yes, Garrus joins the team. We're fucking doing it
0: yeah there's like there's a moment in the third game where it's just like the the world feel i mean the universe feel like about to end it's like Gareth's like you just want to go shoot some shit on this thing and like basically drink a beer and it's like yeah like of course i want to do that (laughs) it's the best
3: yeah Um, i love that and like you said tally's another one of my favorite characters i love that mm. she's a party member in all three games like when totally when you have like the like her trial on the admiralty board and she's like renames herself in front of all of them that's like a huge moment
0: Oh yeah, and okay. I think that's another great one, Chesh. We've been on a theme of AI this uh, this la- and Sentience mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last week. I mean, check out Lexicrunch, the uh, the Saturday night thing we do. Uh, it's outside their night, Friday night uh, on North American time, um, late night show with MTG Lexicon. Which we talk about movies and stuff and a little bit of magic. But we we've gone on to some massive rabbit holes about AI and what is Sentience and you know the, all the movies there. And I've been on a bit of a binge in movies that actually. Do that again. No, I'm just, won't talk I'm about them just all. Just saying,
2: if if a human can learn empathy, if a machine can learn empathy, then a machine can absolutely be empathetic.
0: Yeah, and it's it's that but great if, thing. But what if is, a machine what can learn
3: empathy, it can learn fucking hatred.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it will for
3: sure put a shotgun in my mouth and blow my brains out.
0: And blow up that Boston Dynamics guy who's been kicking <laughs> over with the robot dogs. Absolutely. No, a, it's, it's they're going to crucify
3: him. The robots are going to Oh, gonna, yeah. He's, like, he's, he's going to be the example.
0: They're going to build the city on him, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is it in an Animatrix? They call it Zion 1 or whatever. Like, it's, it's interesting. Um, but uh, the, the, the whole... That's another piece of media. I love to bits. Mass Effect does those bits quite oh, like, satisfyingly as well. Gaff, like, like, you like, go into... Like the Geth in the first one, and then they become different—a uh, different level of threat, or depending on the way you interact with them and make those decisions. Uh, I always find that amazing, and I think big when you decisions meet, in those. When games you meet too.
3: Legion, like the the Geth that's disconnected oh, yeah. from the Geth, that's fucked up. That's like some
0: Legions some... becomes your bud, right?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah they yeah. they even have their own loyalty mission.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. They're like I, uh, I love they're that. like
3: seven and nine.
0: Yeah. True. True. Um yeah so great parts I just remember too i uh of all the all the stuff you get as well in that package you get all the dLC and I remember there was one piece of dLC in two or three where you go to some planet and it's it feels like my favorite moment in Mandalorian when they're in or like any part in the Star Wars things where they go to like a big stormy water filled planet you know and you go to the <laughs> middle of nowhere and you like jump in you're like spacey submarine thing and you got to go down deep to talk to a leviathan and you're like yep yeah, that's the stuff so yeah amazing space stuff very keen to play that now i think i might have to pick it up very very um very soon so you should can, like share I, some stories i, I fucking snap on it i was like oh yeah yeah for sure
3: i'm already thinking i'm already thinking though that, like my next playthrough, i'm ready to i'm ready to break the mold i'm gonna we're gonna make some different choices god damn it
0: that's what that's what i'm thinking <laughs> like do i do i make a conscious decision to do that now and like i i know it's it's well, not ever, so much i mean
3: i'm already halfway through my playthrough you're not sam you can do it you yeah. do whatever you want it's your well yeah I just, your so, I just remember my
0: first one and i don't want to do exactly everything i did in the first one um but at the same time i also played the first one didn't know there's gonna be i didn't have uh, awareness in the second and then Therefore, the third it was kind of just you play them in sequence, but now it's like, yep, you know a lot of also the gravity of some of these and how different the game goes with some of these decisions too. So for sure, um, and I it doesn't s- mean like the way I used to play or Republic, like just do you, do you just do an evil run. It's not so much that you can go. I think thinking about it on like a and scale, maybe I'd like think of more like chaotic neutral or something. You know,
3: Ma- Mass because, Effect's not really like about good or evil though. It's like,
0: and that's the beauty of it exactly.
3: Kind of like short term versus long term gains for a lot of your decisions
0: that's right versus
3: that's like right. kind of like about how pragmatic you want to be i don't know it's i yeah, i yeah i just yeah. don't feel it's not like 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 you say the dungeons and dragons like good or evil type choices or like you see in like uh
0: everything's a bit like more in organic like in fall yeah, fallout
3: in games where the choices are usually like really cut and dried you're either like do the right thing
0: you're like i'm gonna be yeah, a yeah. fuck and i'm they, a they, fucking yeah, they're, they're even in the same spot in the dialogue menu. And, like, well, that's easy, isn't it? And they're probably yeah. even as like overt as being color coding. Like, come on. Like, yeah. So, I mean, The Witcher always did that really well for me, too. It's like, yeah. guess what? Here's three shitty decisions. Which one's the least <laughs> shitty thing? It's great.
3: Oh, I for sure like made some choices playing The Witcher 3 where I was like, press the button. I was like, oh, man. I don't feel 100% about that. With with my phone out, do a little light googling. I'm like, no, I'm I'm reloading. That's fucking terrible.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's the choose your own adventure book where you like flick forward. You're like, nope, we're going back.
3: (laughs) Some of them feel innocent. You're like, oh, this won't be that bad. This seems like the right choice. Then, like the after Mm. mission dialogue happens. You're like, what the fuck? I'm terrible at video games.
0: I I, no, I (laughs) think that's also like that. That just that's supposed to be part of the game yeah and that's what's so brilliant about it, because we learn like from the like you say the fallout's amazing, but like there can be those games where here's the Bethesda method where here's the good and the bad choice, and um you know it kind of sucks that it's just always black and white, whereas uh Witcher was always so amazing at doing those things, and especially they didn't unleash them straight away, they didn't give you gratification straight away, which is amazing, so therefore you're much like you're much more likely to live with the consequences so the one I always go back to that. Fairly early in the game, so no spoiler, but the bloody Baron quest line, and you think, you can think you're doing the right thing, and you get to the end, and it's it's a sequence of what feel like or really organic, like lots of little quests and stuff like that, yeah, and and series of events. But the way you've done it, you're like I think I've done, I think I've navigated it well the way I think morally that I'd do it. You know, not necessarily being overtly good or evil, whatever. And you're like, I've done well, and. This is like a Dark Souls thing too, if we without getting the deep lore. But like, you think you're doing the right thing, and then he just straight up commits suicide. Oh yeah, he like, fucking Whoa. hangs himself. Like, God damn! like, you know like Yes, and and it's so far ahead. Like I say, you're not you're not then going to kind of try and make that decision perfect and go back and do it. Like no, I'm living with that, and I think that's what makes that so much more.
3: Like no, that dude, that dude fucking committed suicide. Like I fucked that up.
0: Yeah, I remember. That I, the, I affected that. Like, you feel very strange after that for sure.
3: The first time I played yeah. The Witcher, that happened to me. I was like, oh, "I made the right choice. I'm the good yeah. guy." And he just I'm like a good guy. And the so next cool. the next scenes, just him hanging there. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, hey, oh man, uh, what a
0: game!" I was like, oh fuck, and that's me. one too. I say to people, you don't have to get the newest, shiniest game. Like, go go pick up The Witcher for six dollars or whatever it is. And I'm like, not a huge. Jo- I just
3: love those story based RPGs. I'm really biased. Yeah, me like. too. Yeah. I, I've got enough.
0: My- uh, I've got an afternoon ahead of me now and I think it's the, I've been trying to focus on a little bit more like not, not just self care, but like letting myself just enjoy some time. And, and that is the type of thing. It's like, if you can sit in for a couple of hours and just let yourself go with an RPG, I think I, I've needed that for a while <laughs> for sure. Dig it. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I didn't think we'd talk about mass effect, but it's like that, that gets me going for sure. And, and I'm, I'm excited to to jump onto that very, very soon. So I've been loving Well, now that I'm excited to go play some RPGs, we'd better wrap up this episode, but um, <laughs> I love it. As I said, Fitz, absolutely uh, stoked to have you on. I've looked forward to this for a little while and, um, yeah, it's it's been an absolute blast and I'm I'm excited for you to keep doing what you're doing and I'm I'm excited for more people to know your name as well and, and do some content and share those amazing, like, games of, uh, you know, like it's the stuff that I feel privileged to be a part of that we can just play games like that because, you know, look around the lexicon discord and there's there's you know uh fits and, and a few other you know great great names we know and just people we trust and you know how much fun we have in those and it's the best commander the best fun commander i've been able to play in my life i believe in you know, my whole you know time playing magic um knowing the people we know now and it's it's i'm excited for other people to see the quality of of you know social interactions that can be and, and how much fun we can actually have on a table when people respect each other and you know have a good time and you know, uh, good communicative kind of thing too. So, um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, dude. It's been awesome. Thanks,
3: bro. And I completely agree with what you're saying. That's that's like kind of my mission statement for reading of the ancients. I want good communicative games where we can all have fun together and respect one another, and then exactly. we just have a and we all walk away probably better friends for it.
0: That's right, exactly. It's the friends we made along the way. So, um, yeah. Without without further ado, on that one, uh, where where can the people find you and uh, and arena of the ancients? <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mister Fits, where I post like pretty much every fucking thought I ever have about Commander <laughs> on the internet for you. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With no filter and all degrees of soberness.
0: Yes, love it. You uh, fi- and arena Are- of Are- Are- the ancients. I- on yeah
3: on on twitch dot uh t v slash stream nice. every every sunday at three p m pacific where i get some nice. friends together where we just have a good time and lots of laughs
0: we're um we've been trying to figure out when um you've asked if uh we can we can jump on at some stage and um, yeah we'll figure sure. something out i said we've got to have a day i'm pretty sure it's got to be a public holiday because that equates to. We usually have no no issue working with time zones, but that equates to Monday morning about eight 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 AM. So I'm usually working straight into the the busy day by that stage. But I think a public holiday is coming up, so we can without shifting your timeline, we can make that happen.
3: Yeah, that's sweet, dude. And like like I told you guys, I'm fucking like whenever it works for you. I'm not. Oh, I love. I'm that. not picky. You know, I'm easy going. So for this shit, yeah. I always tell everyone the same thing. I'm like, whenever it works for you, <laughs> like you I give you. Like eight different Sundays, and you yeah. t- tell me the one that works for you, and then uh, I, just... and then everyone just picks the one they want. It's it's so far worked. I've had like phenomenal guests and all and all all kinds of content creators that have just like messaged and like fuck yeah Fitz Let's yeah. play Magic. I know Gather the quality of human
0: you are exactly. I was gonna say I like to if, think if that's you're... what it is.
3: That's why those people <laughs> have been like yes. I don't I don't think they're doing it because like six people are gonna be watching.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fitz is just handing out maple syrup pizzas. So yeah.
3: Awesome. yes, <laughs> I'm serving up hot maple syrup pizzas for everyone.
0: Exactly. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Uh, Chesh, where can we find you, my friend? Uh, you can find me here. Of course, you can also
2: find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Cheshire plays games or youtube.com forward slash Cheshire plays games. At the moment, I'm in a hiatus from con- from doing most content. Um, so you'll catch me here on the podcast. Or, uh, Australian Tuesday nights at around 8.30, uh, with of course, Semi Damaling, uh, uh yeah, 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 Caitlin, and sometimes a rotating guesty person for big commander battles. Yep,
0: there you go. Yeah, nice. we're doing pre-con battles at the moment. Been a lot of fun. Law Hold has been awesome. Pre-cons! And, uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but other than that, you can usually find Chesh, uh, you know, taking as you say, taking a hi- hiatus. So, um, you know, on a deck chair on a, uh, a sunny beach with a pina colada. i so. on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> love it. You can find me at Pastor Jam Sam on the Instas and the Twitters, but more importantly, you can find the podcast at CMDR underscore Crunch on Twitter, uh, at CMDR Crunch on Instagram, and then the website is CMDR And then you can send thoughts, feedback. Questions, pictures of cephalids, whatever you feel like to Commander. No, sorry, see, I asked that one up, huh? podcast at gmail dot com. So yeah, that has been an episode, and it's good to be back and whack, like just dusting off the vocals again because it's been a couple of weeks. But um, had a blast, and um, can't wait for the uh, the good times to continue. So um, I guess the the only thing left to do is uh sign off with a little bit of uh you know helpful advice for our listeners but uh yeah i guess any of you uh, can, can chime in first and um okay i got some, I, I have great advice go for it
3: modern horizons 2 is just coming out it's going to be yeah. fucking insanely expensive do yeah. not pre-order or buy singles in the first six to eight weeks if you're going to buy them mm-hmm. and for those crazy 50 dollars cards fire up your fucking printer you cannot, <laughs> exactly
0: should, exactly
3: as per sentinel is going to be like a 30 dollars commander card don't buy 10 of them. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like the fucking definition of insanity. Buy like one. It, it, it is. And then proxy the
0: rest. Yep. Exactly. I'd say uh, magic's a game and um, let's just have fun with it. Exactly.
3: Yeah, we're all players of the game. Like if you want to collect magic cards, fucking hoard. Like I have a huge hoard. Hoard as many as you yeah, want. Yeah, But like I think it, for people that are playing a social game like Commander, if they want, play whatever level you want and proxy whatever you want it's about having exactly. fun exactly if yeah, we have a we if i've never had a bad matchup because someone was proxying land tax or ristic study right and i don't think if you don't want to proxy up win conditions and just power that out we would have a bad game regardless
0: mm. yeah exactly exactly right yeah it's, it's the quality of the person that's approaching the game as well so yeah love it that's that's a great one um
2: My my advice is don't watch the new Bill and Ted's
0: movie. It's fucking horrible. It's not excellent. (laughs) I love it. Alright, take care, friends. Till next time.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.